Today, we're going to talk about how the Browns have the best white helmets in not only the AFC North, in all of the NFL. We're going to talk about some more NFL news, some specifically about uh, running backs. Are they undervalued? And we're going to talk about what a fucking idiot Perrion Winfrey is. All that and more tonight on Talking About Balls. Cleveland! This is for you! Talking about balls. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Talking About Balls. I am Justin George, joined as always by Tim Bucktoo and Kyle Price. Gentlemen, how are we? It's been two weeks, my friends. We are back. It's been a long two weeks. I'm not going to lie to you. Those those breaks feel good. We actually we set our date. We have our plan coordinated now for when we go back to full time. I'm not telling anybody yet. Uh, we'll talk about that maybe maybe in two weeks. But we do know when we're going to be coming back to weekly for the NFL season. So, Tim, how are you? I'm terrible. Are you? All right. I just want a nap. You know, luckily, we we wrap the show up pretty punctually at 9 o'clock. You'll be home and in bed soon, buddy. No, I'm good. I'm actually great. <laughs> I'm great. I uh, got a new job. So I'm, oh, you did? Yeah. Right. Um, CFNA. CFNA. WTF is that? Uh, can find niggas anywhere. Um, <laughs> You're a bounty hunter. <laughs> no, no, no uh, that's what I do for a living. <laughs> just kidding. Um, it's uh, the credit card company. Oh, okay, nice. Oh, hey, I have workers that go there all the time. I have workers that work in the kitchen. That's it. Okay, do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You told me about this a couple weeks ago. You said you were you got the job there, right? Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Congratulations. Over here, like it. IX Center. Is that where it's at? Yep. Yep. Hell yeah, dude. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna tell the workers. Make sure to give me extra food. Like, I mean, yeah. People already. Uh, you better take advantage of all the perks. Absolutely, man. Uh, if you're watching right now, I, I I ask that you watch on YouTube. That's my new thing. I want to push us and promote us on YouTube. So. Uh, the one good thing about watching on YouTube is you can exit out of the app. I'm doing it right now. I am scrolling my phone while the show plays at the bottom. You can do everything. It's fucking awesome. You see that? So you should do that too. So watch us on YouTube because YouTube actually eventually pays you money. So the more people that watch us, maybe we get a following and then there's money to be made. Redline Media Group or you can go to Timbuktu Production. Correct. Check it out on any of those and uh, bring in bring in the views. Let's do it. Um I got a pretty good show today. I actually, unfortunately, we don't get to talk about golf to start off because I didn't really do much golfing over the last two weeks. I'm kind of kind of disappointed in myself. I, now that I think about it, I've I have not golf golfed in almost a week and a half as well because I was out of town last night for, last week for work, and I've been busy this week with work as well. I just haven't had time to get out and do anything. I've yet to golf on a work day, like after work. Uh, so far, I only golfed in the mornings on off days, Saturday, Sunday, and, and Monday before the Fourth of July. So, uh. I'm thinking tomorrow I might try to go to a course. Nice. I already I already told Tara to start looking into uh, tea times. I invited Kyle, but he's going to a country concert. Got to get for my, some reason. Got to get my cowboy on, man. Go out he, through my uh, Daisy Dukes. He must, he must have lost a bet or something. I don't understand <laughs> it, but he's going to a country concert. Um, Dave checking in. Oh, he's on YouTube. I love seeing the little red spot there. I love it. Um, but yeah, no, I didn't get a chance to golf. However, I did get my new driver. And You've gotten a lot of new stuff lately. I'm well because impressed. I I started off with a set that I got when I was no bullshit in seventh grade. I think okay. So I've kind of outgrown it. I'm six four. For those of you that don't know me, I'm relatively tall. And a set that I got as a middle schooler, lo and behold, doesn't fit me too well. So it wasn't. I wasn't of, having a good time. A lot of extra bending over for those clubs. Yeah, and that's not my thing. If you know me, um, <laughs> well. so and then my uncle gave me his clubs, but they were only irons and. 
uh, a couple hybrids because he said he didn't have a driver. So I bought a cheap driver off secondswing.com. I got like a Nike 20-year-old driver sure. just because I wanted a Nike club. I didn't know anything about golf. So I'm like, oh, let me get Nike. Turns out I got a stiff shaft that's golf <laughs> golf reference. That's what she said. I don't have a stiff shaft right now, but uh, for golf terms, that's what I got. Is this, I mean, and is a stiff shaft good for you? Oh, no. You had a stiff I hated shaft. I, I oh, hated okay, it. Oh, okay. Okay. So you went to a regular. Okay. I couldn't right, get the right. ball to fucking lift. I was Googling. I'm watching videos. I'm like, the fucking ball just is... It, I'm hitting piss missiles, dude. They're just straight down. No, I wouldn't even say straight. I was, they were hooking. They were just fucking no lift. So I Googled what's a good driver for beginners. And the number one on most websites is the one that I got. It's a Cleveland hybrid uh, or not hybrid. I'm sorry. Cleveland turbo HB. Um, Regular shaft, right? Yeah, it's a flex yeah, shaft. Yeah, yeah. So I got a flex shaft and I took yeah, it your chef, like, immediately. Yeah. I got it last Thursday. It arrived as soon as I got home from work. I grabbed it. I went right to the fucking driving range and I hit 100 balls. Almost probably I'd say 80 of them were with my driver. I didn't want to put it down. Um, and overall, I was I've never hit the ball that well in my life. But like, you haven't seriously, taken to the, the range. You haven't taken. I haven't gone to a course yet. yet. No. So that's always been a mind fuck of mine. And not, not to it's like I go to the range because I live right up there, you know, where I live at. So if you, you take a left, take a right into my development, you go past that. Yeah, you drive right by it. So I'm I go up there a lot just to hit hit balls. And I was up there with my new driver that I got, because I got a new driver too. Um and just to try it out and I loved it. So I, but I but I know sure, in the past I'll hit uh, mine's a regular, <laughs> regular shaft. Um <clears throat> but I'll go up there and I'll I'll do well, then I'll go to the golf course like a day later and be like fucking first swing, it's like bang fucking slice it right or something you know it's like god damn it so so for me at least i mean it's not a good thing but i was mid-level expectations i was very consistent yeah. with my shittiness with my driver because not only would i do really bad driving on the course i would go into the driving range yeah. and i also couldn't drive good, good. and it was to the point where tara like stood across from me like she was a golf coach and she's watching my form and she's watching my swing and she literally stopped she goes I really don't know what to tell you. Like, I don't know why it's not going. Like, she's like, I don't know what to tell you. I'm like, that's the worst fucking advice I've ever gotten in my life. Like how flexible your shaft is. No, no Great that, coaching, one, Tara. that one was the stiff one. So I was doing horribly with like wherever I was, whether it was on the course, driving range, whatever. I was doing awful. So there's a new club. I went by myself and I was fucking killing it. Like, I literally was like, it felt like I was in a home run derby. I've never seen the ball go that high. And I was like admiring it. And I'm like, Oh my God. And it would just go down. And I'm like, holy shit. Like I didn't know I could do that. So my next, my only bit of advice is how are you hitting your irons? Surprisingly not bad. Um, I did use a few irons at the driving range the other day. I, I, I try out my irons all the time and yeah. I got that thing in my backyard. So I'm not terrible with my irons. So I was, my only suggestion is cause I've done this is I've gone, I was not hitting my irons well before. Mm -hmm. And I swapped out a couple like key irons to hybrids to the mm -hmm. same thing. So, you know, hybrids just have the fatter bottom to them. Yeah. yeah. So, and it, and, and they're easier to hit, but they have the same kind of distance. <laughs> There's it so does, many. It is very sexual. There's to talk so many about sexual. Golf, yeah, I know Love those fat bottom girls. It's got a fat head. It's a stiff shaft. <laughs> stiff, stiff shaft. <laughs> a nice grip to it. Um, Put a couple balls in your pocket. The, the head gets dirty a little bit sometimes. You got to clean it off. Um, or you no, leave them dirty. And or, there's a ball washer good. on almost every hole. You can go wash your balls. <laughs> so I, I swapped out the the nine and the five okay. iron and swapped them with hybrids in Why the same. Not the so six and the nine. Well, <laughs> <laughs> and that way, because those are the cubs I found myself using more, right? Because yeah. depending on distance, right? And that just gave me more comfort and confidence in hitting those balls. So on Amazon, I only suggest this because Amazon's got like the Lorenzo, whatever type clubs. They're like $39 for a hybrid. So you can get like a nine hybrid and like a whatever for like $70. So I have a three and a five hybrid and then I've got every iron. Okay. 
So, I mean, whatever iron you end up finding yourself. Me personally, I'm bad with the hybrids. Yeah. So I tried them a few times and then I took them out of my bag entirely. Okay. And then I took them back with me to the driving range last time, last time. And I tried them and I was actually doing okay with them. Okay. So, yeah, I've always found me, at least with personal preference, more comfortable hitting the hybrids, but it's a personal preference. If you're, if you're hitting irons, perfect. Yeah. Go for it. Though. I mean, I'm still easing myself into everything and figuring it all out, but definitely good advice. Um, what's up, Dave? Definitely golf, dude. I told you it's, it's a good, it's a good hobby. Um, I mean, you've seen guys on the golf course. You don't have to be in shape to golf. Uh, John Daly. Uh, Kyle Price. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not more like professionals, but like, ah, well. yeah, no, I mean, obviously golf is more of like a leisurely fun activity. So yeah, give it a shot, Dave. Honestly, check it out. It's a good time. Um, but yeah, no, I didn't get to golf. I'm trying to golf tomorrow after work. Uh, Tara's going to be with you golfing on Saturday in yes. the MGA. So I have nothing to do. So I might try to go get nine in. Uh, upon further review, North Olmsted Golf Course, no carts. They do. I just drove by it the other day. No, I looked it up. I know you look, You talked about this last time. I literally drove by it today. There's golf yeah. carts on that course. They don't even offer you to, to get them. I know, but you can go there and pay for it while you're there. You can't like book it in advance? No, I mean, you can book your tee time and just pay the extra cart fee. So when you get right, there, but like, like when you book it, it only lets you book for walking. Yeah, you, all you're doing is reserving a spot. But it makes you pay extra to rent the, the walking cart. When, oh, the, when you online? Yeah, they don't even offer a, I just, a cart. I just call and book a tea time, and then mm -hmm. I pay for the cart when you get there. I've never seen a cart there. So when I drove by it's yesterday, literally, there's a golf cart on that course. Driving. I drove by yesterday, too. We went to Crocker Park, and on my way home, I looked. You went on 480? Yeah. Okay, yeah. And then that hole right there by 480 yeah. by, like, the North Olmsted yeah. exit, there was two people with their carts, like the walking carts. Yeah, I saw a golf cart there. Too. I haven't seen one. Everyone I told me take, that they don't I, do it. I will take a picture. They do have Because I want to go there, but I'm like, nah, I don't want to walk. Because so. we just got there not even I mean, last year, possibly, maybe the year yeah, before. They, don't walk they have they have golf carts. The one cool thing is I looked at the, the, uh, the map, and all the holes are like, I mean, it would suck to walk. Don't get me wrong. I'm lazy as fuck, so I don't want to do that. But I might, maybe I'll risk it. Maybe I'll try to go there on Saturday morning just because... Why, Maybe why don't you just call? Just call. The biscuit. Mm -mm. I'm not a calling guy. I'm going to show up and fucking see how it goes. I feel like I should call right now while we're live and just do it. Do it on air. Right, I'm going to do it right now. <laughs> do you guys have cards? I'll keep going here. Yeah, hold on. We're going to find out. We're going to find out because I I even asked my buddy Steve. I think I my buddy Steve who's on the show. I'm like, hey, Doug, North Olmsted Golf Course, do they have golf carts? And he was like, no. So I don't know. I don't know what to believe anymore. But my whole my whole life is a lie. We're going to find out. I've never seen a cart yesterday. You I saw didn't it. like golf, so. You That's know, true. So I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I, I could have swore I saw one the other one. Like, We're going to find out. Hopefully they agree to be on a show. Do you have to sign any paperwork or anything? Hey, Bill, I was just online trying to book a tea time, and I noticed they're only offering walking carts, but I've seen golf carts before in your course. Do you guys have golf carts? So we don't put them online just because sometimes we get rid of them. And if it's raining, we take them out. If someone's cheap, prepaid, we, we don't like Okay, that makes sense. I, I thought so. I just wanted to call and double check because my wife's trying to book a tea time. Perfect. All right. My wife's trying to call around and she's like, it doesn't offer it online. So I will go ahead and let her know. and We'll call back and maybe book a tea time online. Then I appreciate it. Yeah. No, no, no. This would be for like this weekend. Yeah, we were just kind of calling around. And she's like, I don't think they have golf carts. No, let me call. Perfect. Thank you so much. Bye bye. You're Kyle's wife. That is really bad advertising on their part, yeah. though, because that truthfully makes me not go there. I would have gone there last week because yeah. Tara worked last Thursday evening. And I was going to when I got the new driver, I was going to go golf somewhere. So I was going to go to North Olmsted, but I'm like, I don't want to walk. And their website doesn't show anything about fucking uh, carts. So I'm like, well, I'm not going there. So it looks like maybe I'll maybe I'll swing by there on Saturday. Boom. Problem solved. Beautiful. Live on air. I don't like making phone calls. I'm a wing it kind of guy. I show up and I go, what the fuck? What are we, what are we doing? I was willing to walk. So. Now you know. I'm happy I don't have to. And actually, um, you know what? Now this is beneficial because you like that course, and 
if I if I get a free time sometime next week, and you want that's to not far again, from you either. I'll yeah, go, I'll go there and meet you there. But no, you'll like the course because it's me short. Know. So if I could if I could come, I'm gonna drive the cart for y'all. And you can make mistakes in that course. Maybe too, we so. can. Uh, maybe we like it so much that that's gonna be our official talking about balls. Uh, unofficial could be golf outing. We talked about course. doing. We talked about using that course as a three club challenge. So. Mm -hmm. Everyone, so you're only allowed to bring one yeah, iron. So what you bring whatever you want to. Any club you want to. That's a challenge, okay. right? So you don't want to bring a putter because that just takes up a bag. So you want to take a club that you can use as a putter, but also okay. use in the course. It's like a hybrid, right? Like mm -hmm. a high, like a high wood, because you can use those to putt too. Um, but I would take that. I would take like a, a 52 degree and I'd probably take a, I don't know, like a middle iron or whatever, right? Because that'd get you up and down the course okay. Um, but we're going to use that because you can golf and go back around and do it again if you wanted to. Yeah. So, but no, you like the course. So if, I hope you go there and try it out. Yeah, maybe, uh, maybe I'll book one for Saturday morning. Then that changes everything because not being able to drive a cart was the whole reason where I'm like, nope, not going. Well, good. Now we know you can. And there you go. Beautiful. That's such fucking horrible advertising, though. Like that probably prevents and, and, so I, many I, people from going there. I love the fact that he just gave the reason like live on the phone. It's like, well, we don't do it because we want people to get their money back. Okay, yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So <laughs> and they also said we might sell them. Huh? We're going to have to cut that one day. <laughs> that's okay. No one's, no one's um, watching from there. Anyways. But no, that's awesome. Yeah, maybe I'll go there on Sunday or on a Saturday morning. But yeah, you were totally my wife in that scenario. So I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I, uh, I'm very prissy like a woman anyway, so I don't care. <laughs> I can't believe you just wouldn't call. <laughs> no, I don't do it. I don't call. If, they, if you're fucking, you probably were going to make Terry call. Like, I want to go. No, I was just never going to go there. Uh, I want to go to Meadowwood also in Westlake, and they don't let you book online. So I'm like, fuck, I'm probably never going to golf there either. Calling, no, I'm, I don't want phone. to. I don't want to. Because oh then, then in my head, I want to be able to look through and be like, okay, the tee time's here. I can see how many they have available if I'm going to be booked up with it, like a random or whatever. So if I have to call, I'm just like, hey, do you have a tee time? And they're going to have to list me off what they have. And then I have to pick one. It's a whole fucking to do. I don't like that. I like to be no, online. You like, it's like the movie theater. All you do is Yeah, you I don't want to call fucking movie phone and book get buy my tickets. I all just want to look online. You, all you do is you call in and say, look, I'm looking to book a tee time around 7 o'clock in the morning. And they'll be like, look. Earliest we have is eight o'clock. So now, boom! Now you know. Then you can go from there. Make your decision. Come on, man! You got this. Mm. Internet. This. Too much work. I'm fucking. I'm a. Di <laughs> it's the digital age, dude. What the fuck do you mean, call somebody? My phone shouldn't oh even have a, an option God. to make phone calls at this point. If I'm being honest. Um. Well, we'll see what happens. Thought we weren't going to talk about golf, and we now we're 30 minutes in. I'm we're talking kidding. about how I, I refuse to call places to golf. That's all we're talking about. Um. In July. In July. Yeah. It is fucking warm today too by the way oh god so fucking hot i uh i was gonna go out and swing in my backyard because i got that practice net but i was like it's you, too you fucking you hot you have me I contemplating trying to buy one of those now like, i got it on prime it was like 65 bucks i'm like sitting there thinking i'm excited that chipping thing that has yeah. little pockets I'm like that'd be really fun to do yeah we were doing that tara was hitting a couple in we actually have the 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 are you using golf balls or like golf balls or like like plastic with no real ones okay okay yeah yeah um Tara actually has some colored balls so she has a blue <laughs> sure she does an orange she got colored balls and a yellow so, so it's actually the color of the so holes. So many sexual in the end. I told you, dude, golf is just a horny sport. So she it got really a pink is. Ball. She's got every color ball you can think of. She's got them jarred up, pickled. Um, but the holes on that that target are yellow, red, so blue. Okay. So we try to get that color into that hole. Got so it. like we make a little game out of it. Um, <laughs> I bet you. Did. Yeah, you, we try to put colored balls in the holes. Uh, so you haven't full uh, in July. You haven't swung. You, you full sound like the one guy speed. that let the, the black guy fuck his. I am not a oh, cuck, Adam, Tim. Adam 22. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. He picks the worst fucking guy to have sex with your wife, by the way. Yeah, that dude, like, his life is over that, after that. There's no so coming back from that. That guy's made to destroy women. And that, yeah, like, and that's he's, what like, he's known picks, for. He picks her, picks him to do it. She ain't coming back. And he's going to act like, no, it's totally cool. Our marriage is going to be fine. 
strongest sure. strongest you've ever been before. Now he's online like throwing like yelling at this guy like I could ruin you. I'm gonna ruin your name. Like yeah, I don't think he cares. Yeah, this dude's got a huge fucking horse cock. I don't think you're gonna ruin and, him. And a shit ton of money for all the porn he's made. Yeah, literally his job is to fuck hot chicks all day. Yeah, I'm sure you're gonna really fuck his life up. <laughs> the poor fella. <laughs> he might not be able to do threesomes anymore. He might only have to fuck one at a time. What a poor guy. Um, or I think I cut you off. You were saying something? No, I was gonna no, I don't, I We were talking about, about the, the chipping game. Yeah, I was gonna ask back you. Here. I was gonna say, do you not have, uh, do you, have you not swung full speed on the... Uh, uh, no, I haven't. Damn right. Lee knows. <laughs> What's up, Ebony? What's up, Ebony? I hope you guys are doing well. Ebony. I miss I miss Grape. Um has has this show started? I don't I haven't seen any notifications or anything. I don't know. I keep looking because I know it's Tuesday. It's supposed to be Tuesdays at 6 30, but I haven't seen yeah. it yet. Um so I'm keeping a lookout for it. Oh, we got our first spam. 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 <laughs> Love it. We have a good stream, hundred viewers for only five fifty cents, I think. Damn, you think people will be smarter? All this AI out there now. That's actually not a bad deal. Fifty cents for hundred viewers. Let's cut that down. I'll, I'll work with you. Give me, give me two hundred for twenty five cents, and we got maybe, and we'll talk. What kind of deal? Maybe I'll we'll send a check tomorrow. Bring it back. I, I negotiate on here. I'll, we send, don't, I'll send a check out tomorrow. We're negotiators. We don't, we don't take the first offer. Um, <laughs> you know, Tim, you said in July that got me thinking about when we did that back in Black History Month. And there's in a Black History Month. There's a movie that I watched that thank God didn't come out in Black History Month because I have nothing. I have nothing but bad things to say about it. And <laughs> it's not out yet. I watched it on an illegal streaming site. Or I'm sorry, a very legal, very legal streaming site. Um, I watched The Blackening. Have oh, you shit. seen that? I want to watch it. Is it is it funny? No, not funny. It was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Oh no. What what was it? Oh no! You, Do you know about you it yet? Seen the trailer for this? I don't watch TV. It okay, okay, so it's it's a it's kind of like scary movie. It's like a spoof horror movie. It's about first off, here's this is a real fucking premise of this movie. I'm not even fucking with you. Uh, this this group of black people they all rent a cabin for Juneteenth to have a big party and hang out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, on the right foot, all right. <laughs> so they all get together and they go to this cabin. When they get to the cabin, there's a like a sealed off room that or a you know, locked door that opens up. And there's a board game in there called The Blackening, and they have to play it. And the game... Oh, Jumanji? Yes, but it is to find out who is the blackest of them all. And it asks questions like... Um, August oh, August 1st. Perfect. Can't wait to watch it, Ebony. Did you say who's the blackest of well, us I won't all? Be able That's to honestly it. it. When it shows, but maybe afterwards. Yeah, you got your own thing going on on Tuesday nights. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so they, they ask questions of like... The one is like... How many black people were on the show Friends? And they're all going around the room and they're like, you have you have two minutes to answer it. And they're going around and they're like, no, I remember this guy was in an episode. This guy was in an episode. And then they're like, I don't know what the answer is. And then they 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 guess and they're like four people. And they're like, wrong. The answer is I'm black. I don't watch Friends. That's what it wanted him to say. It's like that was truly the only reason I remember that, because that was the funniest part of the whole movie. Um, I watch Friends. But everything else was like it was super racist. Did I mean that like against black or against white people? Like everything was just like, oh, yeah, these damn white folks over here. Like everything was just so negative against white people. And it was just very like Did you laugh at all at the friends joke. Um, and I don't watch friends either. So that's why I really liked it. I'm offended. Um, friends. friends is amazing. I'll be there for I'm you. very familiar with the show. I, I'm just I'm a Seinfeld guy. I never watched friends personally, but that's when I stopped um, TV. Tim, The Office, Seinfeld, or uh, Friends? Rank them. The Office, number one. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'll see you guys me, later. For me, <laughs> no, <I'm> Friends. <laughs> for me, Friends, too, and then Seinfeld. Uh, what? 
Dave, can I put in a request for a new producer? And I'm just kidding. <laughs> and his name is. I am a no question. Seinfeld. Yeah, no, no, no. Dave, I retract my statement. Cut that. Cut that. Cut it. <laughs> oh shit. Um, but no, I love Seinfeld. My number one show of all time. I, I love that show. Um, it's a great show. It just doesn't snow number one. It's so much better than Seinfeld. Pot, Seinfeld didn't have multiple seasons where Jerry Seinfeld wasn't on the show. The the main reason people watched people only people didn't him. mainly watch for, for Michael when he left. That show is trash, trash, garbage. I don't know. Hot garbage. Jim and Dwight cared it for for a half a season. There. Everybody's character completely changed. Like Andy got dumber. Dwight turned oh, into like no. I, I hate Andy. He's the worst character in television history, they, in my they, opinion. They absolutely ruined it by putting Andy in charge. Of yeah, the, they uh, fucked uh, up. Yeah. Well, because Ed Helms was so popular at the time. Which I don't understand. I read a thing. I think we talked about it before. Well, that they actually coming off the hangover thing. That's yeah, why. But they actually had discussed potentially giving him a spinoff of The Office as oh, Andy. God. No soup for you. I'm not kidding. Well, you saw that they're redoing, they're redoing a new type of uh, The Australian Office. office. The Australian yeah, one. with all women, right? Or yeah, something like that. Because right. that always works out, right? Yeah. No, it's going to be terrible. It's going to be like that Ghostbuster show. Um or a movie. Uh, Seinfeld's the best show of all time, everybody. I don't care what anybody says. Ebony, I, I'm talking to you. It's, it's a so, great show. It's okay to be I wrong mean, sometimes. There's a big difference between being canceled and number one. I mean, I don't disagree that Seinfeld's a great show. Who got canceled? <laughs> he walked away from a lot of money. He didn't get canceled. That, that's, that was actually his statement that I said. Oh, 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 big difference oh, oh. between being canceled and being number one. Yeah, exactly. He went out on top. That, that dude could have kept going for fucking... Goddamn, he, he would have been making like twenty million half, a year. Half his uh, like, uh, whatever co-host by or co-stars by not sticking around for another season. I mean, I'm sure everybody wanted to keep going, but he was like, "No, nah, I'm done." Out. Yeah, because I mean, what have any of them really done since then? Just, Julia Louis Dreyfus had a pretty good career. She went on to do a couple what TV is, shows. What has any of them done? I mean, she's. I mean, she killed it in Vice. Vice was Veep. Veep, sorry, not Veep, Veep was great. Like she's done some shit, but she also comes for money. Like her dad was a billionaire, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Um. Jason Alexander kind of went on to do like side roles, didn't really get anything big. Kramer had a stellar then, account, comedian career. And then Kramer was one of the best comics, especially in black America that I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, he was definitely uh, my nigga. <laughs> I will say he was a good comedian until he fucking lost it. Like he actually was really funny and then he fucked it all up. But did you watch? Um, you, you, I, I assume you've watched uh, riding with comedians, comedians in cars, cars with yeah. coffee. Yeah I've, yeah, I've seen that episode with him. I've, I've I mean, seen I mean, them all. It's pretty good. All, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a pretty good show. Are you familiar with Wale? Yeah, the rapper. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He has an album. Wally, called. like the cartoon from Disney with huh. the robot. Wow. He's got like multiple albums with like he uses Seinfeld clips. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but my favorite mixtape is called uh, uh, the mixtape about nothing, um, mm -hmm. and it's or more about nothing. My bad. Um, and yeah, he definitely uses a million clips, and that uh, that mixtape is amazing. Probably my number one. Yeah, it's great because it has Seinfeld in it. I don't even like rap that much, so, but I listen to it because it's got Seinfeld. So would you not who, rank? Who Mike? doesn't want to wear the ribbon? Would That's you? a great quote. <laughs> <laughs> so wouldn't you rank Michael Scott as one of the best TV characters of all time, though? Absolutely. He's above he's, Seinfeld? I mean, Seinfeld. That's what she said. He, it's, for me, he's not above Kramer. He's not you above don't think George Michael Costanza. Michael Scott's above Kramer? No, Kramer's the funniest, Kramer's the funniest character of all time. When he wow. walks into a room and just fucking like swings into a door, you just start laughing immediately. I'd almost put Dwight above Kramer, to be honest. It's just I mean, like, shoot. you're entitled to be wrong. <laughs> it's all right. Um... No, I, I, I love Michael Scott. He's truly the only reason I watch The Office. If I put on an episode of The Office and it's 
post Michael Scott, yeah, I turn it off. I have no interest. Michael Garbage. Scott lives on through our histories, his through gifts. Like he is like the it's the best. Uh, he's hilarious. His he's gifts great. are the best to use. Like every every emotional expression you could ever express to somebody without saying words. He's got it all. Like he no, has. yeah, he's got it all. The him no. his hatred of Toby is fucking amazing. <laughs> Um, I always say, oh, how the turntables have turned. turned. <laughs> I always say, I say that all the time. Um, no, great show. Great character. Office is easily in my top five of sitcoms. Um, just for me, Seinfeld's number one. I like we it. Could talk, we could talk TV shows and movies all day. We'll do that another time. We got, we're right. doing our, we're doing the, the show where we talk about nothing we're, we're here. Changing our up. show is turning into Seinfeld. Look how many viewers we got by just talking about random. That's anything. literally the reason why like every episode I do, I, I call it the something yeah. because of Seinfeld. That's how Seinfeld did it. That's what I pay homage to them with that. Um, but yeah, no, I, I love the office. The office is great. But I'm gonna go back and watch Seinfeld and try to really digest it. I watch it when I was younger. Every Hi, time it's Dave. on, every day I watch it all the time. What's up, Dave? So I no I've, hello I've, to me. I've, you I've, fuck. I've, <laughs> what up, Dave? Better say hi to Justin too, Dave. Different Dave just comes in and says hi, Kyle. Like me and Tim are fucking chopped liver sitting here. We don't exist. I, I'm I'm black. So I'm Trailer Park Boys is fantastic. I love. Tim, you you've never of, watched the whole series. I've watched that whole series multiple times. It's so goddamn funny. Trailer dude. Park Boys is fucking hilarious. Tim, you Bubbles need to watch and that. Julian. Oh my god, is it fucking good? And Randy. He changes the way you speak, and I don't not in a good way. Like he fucks up the English language so bad, <laughs> but in the funniest way possible. Have, um, you, have you watched the uh, the Canadian? Uh, what's that show called? Uh, fuck. Uh, they been sitting around. What's there? It's uh, Canada. They're from. They're about Canadians. Are it's a comedy uh, TV South show. Park? No, 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 no. Terrence and Philip. No, fuck. Hold on. Look it up now. I mean, yeah, of course, South Park. I'm a golf snob, Dave. You damn right. I'm the show show pro right now. <laughs> He's even just um, Canadian show. I did that on purpose. I even have a tailor made hat on because I I use the noodle ball, so I bought a tailor made hat. Oh my god, what is it called? Now, of course, my fucking. Um, I mean, trailer trailer park boys is dude. I tell you, golf is super horny. That's why I'm a fan now. I had no idea that it was this sexual. Like you can go into a store and just to like pick up some golf shit, and everything you say would get you canceled if you said it near an elementary school. Like, it's that fucking crazy. That's what I love about it. Well, you seen what we were talking about yesterday. We were talking about fine-ass grandmas. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's very true. Letter, letter Kenny. Oh, I heard about Letter Kenny. I never watched. I, I watched a few episodes. Didn't do it for me. I'll go back eventually and watch it because everyone said it was, like, so, comparable to Trailer Park Boys. So but, it, I've watched maybe seven episodes of it. I just never really finished it because I just get distracted by TV. There's so many fucking TV shows out there. Yeah, there's too much. Um, but uh, it is hilarious. Like, it's just the, the way ha they have their delivery mm -hmm. in the Canadian tone and everything. And the so I, matter of fact of shit, it's hilarious. I'll definitely go through it again. It was one that I watched like a few episodes. It didn't didn't hook me, so I, I moved on. But I'll I'll eventually give it a second chance. And Dave, I am not a princess. If you you missed Kyle's call earlier, <laughs> I'm the queen. Okay, I'm not a princess. I'm the queen here. Queen I did say he's the wife. You Fuck said I'm Canada. the wife. I'm the queen. Uh, do you have a tea bag? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Is that from Letterkenny? Yeah. I, oh, I, it's golf. It's he spelled tea like golf. Right. I thought it was a, from the show. I do actually. I put my. I have a tea bag. Uh, I got kind of, a ball bag. Kind of, what? A ball sack? You have a ball bag? Like I put my balls in my bag. Oh, yeah. There's like the yeah. side pockets, right? Okay. I wash I thought, my balls on the course. I thought maybe you had like a special like ball bag. I have a stiff shaft. I have a flexible shaft. <laughs> I've got a noodle that's long and soft. That's what the ball says. That's literally the quote. And I love it, dude. It's so horny. Um, but without further ado, we are actually oh, going to talk. We're moving it into different sports. We're actually going to talk about some shit. We'll come back to it all, but... Uh, the whole reason we got way off topic there, that's what we do, uh, was because I want Tim to eventually, when he gets a chance, watch the movie. And Kyle, you as well, anybody from home, watch the movie The Blackening whenever you get a chance. 
And let me know what you think. I personally, I hated it. That's just me. Every stereotype for black people in there. It's just one of those movies. And like, this is like, maybe Tim can, Tim, you can, you can answer this more than anybody. You're our, you're our uh, resident African-American. I'm the blackening of the show. You are, you're our token (laughs) of the show. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Token black. Um, But like, for me, it's just weird. Like, I love comedy, so nothing offends me. I don't give a shit. But I did notice that in the movie, they would say shit about white people where it's like, okay, if a white person made a movie like this and just made fun of black people, it would be like they'd get canceled. It would ruin their lives. And this movie does. And I don't care. Again, I don't get offended by shit. So I understand where they were coming from. I just was like, this is the whole part of the movie. Like, it didn't deter from that. So it's just an attack on white people. Yes. Fuck this movie. I'm just kidding. No, I mean, it didn't bother me one bit. I just didn't find it funny. <laughs> That's what bothered me more than I'm offended that it wasn't that funny, in my opinion. Um, I got to see it. And, I mean, yeah, it, it obviously, might, it, it's hard for you to so judge maybe, without seeing we'll it. Maybe it was some references you didn't get, maybe. More, 100%. I'm, I guarantee it. So I need you to I need you to watch it so, eventually. You said references we didn't get. Yeah, yeah. We need uh, we need got, Tim to go write the version. Uh, I needed Tim to, to explain enough. me how to say <laughs> Spida when we traded for Todd right. Mitchell. So, you know, <laughs> I got it down now, but I needed his help in the beginning. And then there were other times where I'm like, Tim, what the fuck does no cap mean? I didn't know what the hell that meant. Yeah. So they definitely said some shit in there. You didn't no, 100%. I'm like, huh? I like thought about turning the subtitles on and I'm like, no, I heard it right. I just don't know what the fuck it means. <laughs> is there, is there a subtitle to change it to, uh, urban dictionary? Urban dictionary. No, no, no. I could, I know what they all said. It's just half the shit. I'm like, I don't know. I don't it's know. Like, what it's that like is. they say something, the movie pause and it's like a definition that pops up on the screen. So you understand and like, what it is. Not even like that would have probably made it funnier. They wouldn't even use references. They would just like, like the like for instance one girl came in and was like all about this bottle of wine that she had and i'm just thinking in my head like is that was like alizé no no i think she said it was like a lavender peach and i'm thinking like i don't know is that like a thing i don't know they like made a big deal about her in this bottle of wine for a minute that i didn't understand if that was like something i wasn't getting or if they just like swung and missed with a joke i have to see it you got to see it i need i need your input i need everybody else at home watch the movie the blackening within the next two weeks if you can um just google there's there's websites all over you can watch if you have the internet you can watch a movie for free now and it has good quality um it's a free website that's how i found it yeah i i, I use some free shit <laughs> technically it's not available anywhere but i found it um i used a website is anybody big he's gonna there? send us he's gonna send me the link after yeah i'll send the link because i don't know what I, it's a weird one because it's one of those like free sites is it's not anybody, just like anybody big in there uh jay farrow from snl uh, he's oh, yeah. he's in it definitely some references in i'm there. surprised why anthony what's his face wasn't in there the uh guy who's always in every black movie I watch. anthony anderson yes Anthony Anderson isn't black enough for that movie. I saw him in Malibu's Most Wanted. He's not. He's not welcome in the blacking. This ain't no picnic, bitch. I love that fucking movie so much, dude. Him and what's the other dude? Tay Diggs. Yeah, yeah. Them, they're so fucking good in that movie. Um, but no, that's Don't that's really the only person I recognize from that movie is uh, Jay Farrow. The okay. rest of them, I don't know. He doesn't do any kind of. Voice and there's there's there. a white dude in it that I do recognize. The guy who played. Um, is he the only one that died? The white guy. That would be fucking funny. If Spoiler that's alert: case. He doesn't make it. Um, <laughs> of course, he doesn't. Why? why no, why it not? was uh, it's it's Diedrich Bader, the dude from he was Oswald from Drew Carey show. He was in Office Space. He was oh, the guy shit. that wore okay, the okay. Napoleon Dynamite. Are you talking about the, the neighbor, uh, karate office, teacher, the neighbor in yeah, Office Space? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. Two chicks at the same time. Yeah, that that guy. He's in the movie. He plays like the the forest ranger or whatever the okay. fuck where they got the cabin. Um. Again, just everybody check it out. I have I had my my thoughts on the movie. I'd love to hear your thoughts. I just it didn't do it for me. I'll watch it. I just heard really good things going into it that it was like super fucking funny and All like black people said it was funny. 
Yeah, like it was getting like such great <laughs> reviews, and I'm just like, man, it must be really good because I love like the Wayne's Brothers, I love Scary Movie and all that shit. So I'm and I'm going into it like this is gonna be fucking awesome. I love this kind of stuff, and it just didn't do it for me. Was there someone talking over it while the movie's playing? <laughs> no, I so maybe that's why I didn't like it. I didn't get the full effect. <laughs> I watched it in my living room, and I was actually able to hear the whole thing. <laughs> was it somebody walking through? <laughs> yeah, it was like this. The like mystery science 3000 like you have things it would have been funny if somebody in the background you just oh god <laughs> had, oh, oh that bitch is gonna die get out of there the, it was the damnedest thing i had to walk through a metal detector from my kitchen to my own living room i didn't understand <laughs> it just to go see the movie uh, um no, we're going to hell no check it out though we're allowed to say it now we're in july it's free pass tim told me <laughs> that we're good speaking of black guys going to hell is that a good transition somewhat um <laughs> it's actually not bad not bad speaking of I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I don't want to get canceled. Um, Perry and Winfrey today, the breaking news. Perry and Winfrey uh, allegedly uh, chased some girls out of the nine downtown in Cleveland yesterday. Uh, he was barefoot and he pulled out a gun and he stole some phones. Hizzle. And what's up, Don? Hizzle. Check up, him Don? out on Thursday nights. He's still going. He's still doing his thing. Um, the happy hour network is what he's got on now. He's no longer with Redline, so we nice. wish him nothing but the best. But check it out. He's still doing a great job. The show's still everything's the same. Still doing good. Just missing Tim. That's the biggest thing. And Pun intended. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Perry and Winfrey, he fucked up. Man, this girl came out and said he allegedly grabbed her throat. Uh, she had bruises on her neck. Uh, he, uh, he pulled a gun. He you know, was acting a full downtown Cleveland in the middle of everybody. I think he would have been okay had the gun not been part of this whole scenario. Yeah, and based on the video that she had, it was like broad daylight, too. Yeah. It wasn't like this happened at 2 in the morning. This was like middle of the day, so there's no avoiding that's, that's it. That's ballsy, too. Um, like just fucking pull the gun out while walking around downtown Cleveland. Fox 8. I mean, it's probably not that uncommon. Fox 8 uh, downtown leaked the story Cleveland? this morning. <laughs> Somebody having a gun? Downtown Cleveland? Yes. Outside, the, when you get down eh, a little east? Nah, sure, that's a little really different. <laughs> I think it happens all the time. <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, so he allegedly, I, we haven't got the full story yet, but it's not like it's going to matter. He was, he was officially released. This news broke. This is not his first run in with the law since the Browns drafted him. He was drafted as a known problem child. He came with some baggage. Uh, the Browns were willing to take a chance on him. He got into some trouble last year. He got into some trouble today or last night, should I say? And the Browns said, fuck it. He was waived. He's gone. He's no longer a member. Of the I think team. they were just waiting for that, that like next thing to happen just to. No, I mean, for me, it almost it, it's a good thing in a, in a way because you got this guy who last year, I'm sure you remember, he was in the doghouse with Kevin Stefanski for a while. There were times where Miles Garrett was coming out and Miles Garrett's saying, you know, he needs to mature because yeah. he was he was inactive for a few weeks. So he was definitely doing some things and acting a fool that was looking bad for the coaching staff, looking bad on Andrew Barry. And now you have an opportunity to just cut ties. It, it's you know what? You fucked up too many times. Um it kind of shows you that we're running a no-nonsense team now. It's like shape up or ship out. And I think Jim Schwartz probably was partially behind getting him out of here. It was like, fuck it, gone. I'm not dealing with this shit. I don't want a guy who's going to one day get suspended or God knows what's going to happen. Like, fuck it, get him out of here. Like you don't want to waste your time building around this guy into your defense. And exactly, especially right now. Today is, honest to God, the day the rookies go to camp. All the rookies had to report to training camp today, mandatory, because training camp's going to start for everybody in like a week. Um, it's good to set a precedent. Like day and it, one, boom. he's in town, so he's getting ready. Yeah. Obviously, he was ready to go to camp. He was probably going to be there today because you're allowed as a veteran. You're allowed to show up. Um, one thing I loved was Deshaun Watson showed up today. 
that's to awesome. rookie camp. That's awesome. And that's amazing to show that your team leader is there on day one on a day where he doesn't have to. He could take another week off if he really wants to, but he didn't. Um, so I'm hoping that that was part of it. Maybe Perry and Winfrey was like, I'm going there on, on Wednesday with everybody else. I want to be a good teammate. Miles and then today. he gets fucked up. <laughs> uh, I don't think so. He might still kind of be rehabbing that toe that he fucked up in the uh, the Pro Bowl. So yeah. I don't want him to rush back. I did see Nick Chubb lifted the equivalent of six cars, it looked like, on that fucking dumbbell. I don't know if you saw that when he did yeah, that. I did. I mean, he did a squat, Tim. I don't know if you saw it. Damn bells. The bar was fucking bending like no bullshit. He had to have like people holding it on the sides because it was bending over and they, he squatted it a couple to times. Bend a little bit like that? Or is that yeah, just, they're, they're flex. Okay. okay. They're like, meant to flex. It's like, Jesus Christ. Like this dude, it's like, it's like a, like a circle of V in the back of his. his I think neck. it helps because if he had, if all that weight was just straight across on that's a bar, true, like true. that would be really hard to go down and go up. So for him to have it a little curve, <sighs> makes it a little do easier. Get, do you get nervous watching those when he's lifting, like just waiting for a knee to go. Anybody else? I would be Nick Chubb. If anything, I'm like, oh, throw a couple more on there, dude. Like it's kind of weak, you know. <laughs> so some guy, somebody just puts like five pounds on the side. You just see one of the guys roll in, and he's like, "Hang on, hang on, Nick, we got gotcha. you." Um, but no, it was super impressive to watch him do that. But yeah, everybody's getting ready for the season. Training camp's getting ready to start, and then Perry and Winfrey goes out and so fucks up, devil's- and that hurts because defensive tackle is something we're still kind of bare. Devil's advocate. Thin, I is should there, say. Is there going to be more to the story? You think. Is there going to be more that comes out about this woman um, that 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 this happened to? Like maybe something took place inside the nine as to why he followed them outside the nine. Oh, I'm sure something's going to leak of how their relationship became about. Sure, because I think the biggest thing is going to be how do they know each other? Um, they why was she there? Like was she with him? Did he like bang her and then try to kick her out and she was causing a scene? Was she trying to get in because she's some sort of gold digger? That would be make sense. But then. If he would have fucking kept his cool, and not pulled a gun, just say, hey, get them out of here. Like security. I don't want to deal with this shit. He'd still be a member of the Cleveland Browns right, today. But right. instead, he fucked up and he's gone. So but where did he get her? Where'd she, where'd she get her neck grab from? Because that wasn't anything on that video. No idea. That's what I don't understand either. That makes me think that it will come out that maybe he did have them in his room. He's a he's a rich athlete. He's probably like, fuck it. This girl again, her Twitter name is like. Ohio's hottest white girl or something like that. So she's more than likely not the classiest of broads. Don't look bad. I just somebody just sent me the uh, the video. Yeah. So I think more than likely, if I had to guess, I wouldn't do it. But speculation. <laughs> she probably reached out to him, or she hangs out downtown looking for athletes. Yeah. Found him. He let her in. She maybe tried to rob him or do something stupid, and he was like, "Get the fuck out of here!" Chased her out with a gun. Yeah. The story looks bad because he did that. She's but she following him though. Exactly. She's kind of the the rumor I heard was that Did you find a photo of these women were yelling stuff at him. Oh. Yeah, that she the video she posted on Instagram about the incident is live. Um, but the story that Fox Eight had said that he was kind of engaging with them only because they kept yelling stuff at him and he wouldn't he wouldn't acknowledge them and they kept going till finally he like lost his cool. So he was kind of provoked. So it makes you kind of feel bad at the same time. Why are you pulling a gun on these women unless they're pulling a gun on you? You know what I mean? There's no room for that. You're out in this day and age in the NFL. They don't fuck around with guns. Look at John Morant. You're done. And he's gone. So Perry and Winfrey, we hardly knew you one year and he's gone and he didn't do shit. Really? He got hurt, played in a couple games, got a couple sacks, maybe if that and went in the doghouse and was inactive for a few games. So that's a wrap on Perry and Winfrey's career in Cleveland. Um, unfortunate yeah but again rookies report today training camp is getting underway next week deshaun watson showed up with everybody that's fucking awesome i love that i love the leadership um building some camaraderie 
building chemistry with these young rooks. He held a shitload of camps in the offseason. There were constantly pictures of him with the wide receivers, him with the tight ends. They were always out and about. They were in Miami, I think, the other day. Um, he held his yearly vacation with everybody on the team uh, where he pays for everyone on the offense to go on a trip, and they went to God knows he, where, some tropical island. it up and just doing – I mean, he, I mean, he's doing an amazing job trying to bring this team together as like one. Great leader. He's the best leader we've had at quarterback in as far as long as I've known the team. Sure. Like – a guy that does shit like this, that that's saying something. I, mean, I think that's showing good for up the today rest of the team. speaks volumes. I mean, uh -huh. he's a veteran. He's one of Imagine, the best quarterbacks in the league, and he shows up. Obviously, the Browns didn't have any, you know, we didn't have a first-round pick. We didn't have a second-round pick, so it's not like we have these top-tier guys coming in. But imagine being Cedric Tillman. You're this rookie wide receiver or even like some undrafted kid who's going to make the team that we don't even know of yet. Some undrafted kid wakes up today, and he's like, fuck, first day of camp. Here we go. I got to go <laughs> prove myself. And maybe he's not the most motivated for whatever reason. Then you see Deshaun Watson walk in the door and you're like, oh shit, I'm dreading going to camp. And the star quarterback for 200 something million dollars doesn't have to come is here. Yeah. That for me would make me be like, all right, I'm going to step it up. Like yeah. this dude Time needs business. Go. Time to go play. So hopefully that sets a good precedent for everybody. And I love it. I, I love the the image that it shows and it shows that you're here to you're here to win. It's going to be a tough, it's going to be a tough mini camp or, or just tough training camp because it's going to be some tough cuts. It really is. We have a lot of depth at some positions that like wide receiver, especially there, there's too That's many guys. What I was thinking about saying that, yeah. Way too many guys, and I don't know how many we're gonna we're gonna hold on to. Usually, you don't hold on to a ton. Um, so, yeah, official remembrance page for Perry and Winfrey. <laughs> is, <laughs> is that there, what that is, was? Is there, no, is it really? Oh, Tim just said it. Yeah, it says it's, official it's, remembrance. It's the remembrance page. Oh, oh, I thought it was an official <laughs> remembrance for Perry and Winfrey. The Cleveland. I was like, damn, they didn't mess around with that. Yeah, so she posted her little story on there on uh, Instagram and all that jazz. Is that her? Is that her? Is that her Twitter profile? The Ohio's, I think Instagram hottest girl, or whatever is that what it's called? But yeah, there she is, like chasing him down, yelling shit. I don't have the sound on right now. We'll, I'll I'll listen to it later. I didn't even see this video yet, but I don't know. Seems like she's just out there to cause trouble. She looks kind of dirty, if you ask me. But you gotta be a little bit more responsible. Again, yeah, exactly. You you pull the gun out, you you're done in this day and age. The John Moran shit. What is she wearing? Like a bodysuit. Yeah, no, no, not great. No, it's like two piece. Oh yeah, it's a top and a bottom there. Not much, not a lot to be, not a lot to be desired, she, in my opinion. She's wearing a thigh uniform. Hmm. Yes, exactly. She she's out for trouble. No not questions. Try, not asked. trying to to blame the woman here because you know that gets people canceled, but still, it's a little. Yeah, she kind of looks like she was, she was there for looking for trouble. Uh, but again, doesn't matter. Perry and Winfrey's cut. It is what it is. He gone. Um. He's out of here. On the brighter note, though, looking at these old school Browns helmets with the white face mask. I am so excited for this. The Browns unveiled yesterday. They will wear an alternate helmet for three games Boop next year. And there they are. So they're, these, they wore these, these helmets back in the day. Yeah, they had white helmets back with like fucking Otto Graham or some shit. Not, yeah. Maybe even before that. Um, way back in the day, like the 60s or 50s or something like that, they had white helmets. What's up, Adam? What's up, Adam? Star of some up, shows. Adam? Yeah, star of the show whenever he shows up. Um, <laughs> now, shit happens, I understand. I mean, I, I was at Cedar Point on Saturday. Saturdays are busy days for people, so it's a tough they time. Kenny Kidd. Kenny Kidd on I know, I didn't, I didn't get to watch it live. Yeah, I was there. Oh, were you? Cool guy? Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, yeah I went to uh, Cedar Point with my buddy on Saturday, so I was gone balls. all day. It's hilarious. He, he he bust your balls. I mean, he did. He did. They oh. they tried to. Anyway. You know yeah. me. I roll. You hold punches. your ground. I know, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not worried about that. 
So I love these helmets. I love they're going to they're going to wear rock the all white uniform, I assume, when they mm -hmm. when they wear these. But man, put a fucking angry elf on the side of this helmet. Something. Yeah, I mean, that's my biggest thing is like these helmets are cool looking. They look nice. However, love you, buddy. If you took away the like the word browns on the front little thing. Yeah, you would almost look at that and just be like, oh, that's a cool generic helmet. Like it doesn't look cool, like a team. It's a cool Penn State. Uh, I was going to say uh, Virginia Tech. Yeah, and that—that's the other thing is you could kind of swap out the the colors on the stripe, yeah. and it could be any team you want. There's yeah. nothing definitively saying this is a Browns helmet. Every other team in the fucking league, or put the numbers on the side, right? Maybe, maybe anything. Numbers. Just do something to sig to be a signal of like who it is. Um, I do love it though. The look is awesome. Seeing David and Joku in it was awesome. I think he like was a good guy to use as like the representation of it. Um. But yeah, it's just it's it's fucking basic, and I, I don't even like our old, our other helmets. Just the straight up orange. It's boring. Get a fucking logo. We need an official logo. A football team's logo in the NFL should not be of a helmet. That is still the dumbest thing in the world. We, we don't know what we identify as. I mean, we have the dog. We have the elf. We have yeah. Or you know what they should do? Just fucking double down. And, and you, we're already the laughing stock of the NFL. Make our logo the official or, or the official logo the helmet. And then put a little picture of a helmet on our helmet. Just so many fucking helmets. <laughs> and then on the picture of the helmet, put another picture of a helmet. And it just keeps going until like the, the opponents like get taking, fucking lost like in it. It's like taking a picture of like a mirror thing. Yeah, it's one of those like you got to cross your eyes to see it. Like throw that on there. Just fucking a million little helmets going down a row on the helmet. I thought we could get creative and put an elf riding a dog on the helmet. Honestly, I, I would take anything at this point. Give me a fucking. This just looks like cool. This looks like you called Riddell and you're like. Hey, I just want to buy a basic white helmet with a stripe. And they're like, oh, here you go. We'll send it to you for 75 bucks. It's cool, though. Like, it's going to look great on I mean, the what, NFL people field. People have been asking for, like, the white helmets for a while. Like, to bring No, and that's what they like said. Throwback. The Browns actually came out and they they explained how they came up with this decision. And they said, basically, that they saw uh, throughout the years, people have been talking about it on social media. Like, I wish the Browns would get a white helmet. Yeah. Uh, they said a lot of players interact with that. Like, if a, if a player gets tweeted at by somebody and they're like, Check out this like helmet like I made up. Like a design or something. Someone yeah, they said it. like yeah. David and Joku was somebody that like retweeted it and was like, "Oh, that's fucking sick." And then they were like, "So we decided to try to make something like that." And I mean, they just, did it. Dude, it's gonna be. Is, is it? Is it a Thursday night game they're doing it too? Uh they're doing it uh, week two against Pittsburgh, that's which Thursday I think night. is a no. That's, that's Monday, Monday night. Oh, that's gonna um, look slick. Monday night game. They're doing it. I think we play the Niners on a Sunday. We're doing it against the Niners, the Steelers week two, and then week sixteen or seventeen, whenever. We play the Jets on Thursday night football. So two of them will be prime time. They're so, trying to look party for party. So hold on. 100%. Let's, let's see here. Are they going to do a full whiteout night? Like, are they going to do like everyone wear white to the game? Yeah. I mean, I'd have to see. Is week two. I don't even know if these games are in town. I don't remember if they're home or away. Um, week two against Pittsburgh. Anybody out there that you could look up a schedule? We're running on a hotspot right now. So I'm not here to fuck around with our internet. Um, so real on the back. Let me know our schedule. Uh, first off, what week do we play San Francisco, and is it home or away? And then Steelers, is it home or away week two? And then the Jets, home or away? I honestly don't fucking remember off the top of my head. It would be cool though if one of those are home, just could do like a full whiteout thing. Like I, I hope so. I would hope that they're not only going to be showing these off on the road. I think they would be really stupid because I think a whiteout would look fucking badass on Monday Night Football. There we go. Thank you, Tim. You're the man. Okay, so we're doing it on the road. We're doing it at home against San Francisco on a Sunday and then home against the Jets. I think that the Jets, Jets game is going to be Thursday in fucking December. Thursday all night white. football, all white. all white would be badass. Although if it's snowing, we're going to be all white anyway. So what's the difference? All right, marketing team, you heard it here first. Let's get it going. The white out. The white out. 
the white out, the white out having a white out, that'd be amazing. And then they can watch the blackening afterwards. <laughs> I was just thinking about that. Like shit, not a great episode to talk about the white out and the blackening. Too much. <laughs> We're just towing that line Too right much. now. We're yeah. towing that line. So golf is FCC is like, uh, do I no 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 cancel no okay. Golf is golf is horny and talking about balls is racist. Apparently, that's what we do. <laughs> We offend everybody. We're equal opportunity. We are equal opportunity. I don't care what color a person is. I mean, I didn't go into the blackening with like, like just sitting there like, oh, fuck, fucking, why am I watching this? Like, I willingly put it on because I wanted to enjoy the movie. I didn't like it. Um, But what can you do? So White Helmets, fan, fan of. I heard, I saw some people online saying, oh, I don't like this. Get the, get off me. We need a change, man. We need a change. different. It's something cool. I like watching. We don't have many options. Every like other you team look at has a second helmet out there. The Steelers, when when they want to, they can go into those fucking Yellow. shitty bumblebee uniforms that they have. They can they can dress like fucking idiots. And 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 the Packers can switch to their old school of the Acme Packers. They have like different helmets. Yeah. Teams have that. The Bengals did a whiteout thing last year, and it looks um, slick. Yeah, it looked okay. I mean, I personally didn't like it because I don't like anything about the Bengals. And that's the one cool thing about this, though, is this reignited the rivalry a little bit. I don't yeah. know if you saw the shit talking going no. back and forth between the teams. No. So the Bengals, after the Browns released this, tried to call the Browns out. And they were like, oh, first we come out with a white helmet and then the Browns come out with it. And they're like trying to rip us. And they played like an old video of like somebody talking shit about the Browns. That was a Bengals person. And uh, the Browns clapped back right away. And they were like, here's a little history on the fucking Browns. We had white helmets long before. <laughs> we're the Cleveland Browns, CB. You guys created a team called the Cincinnati Bengals, CB. You stole our fucking orange colors. Like, you guys stole everything from us. <laughs> Paul Brown literally tried to duplicate the Browns in Cincinnati. And um, the Browns dominated that battle. Like, there was no coming back for Cincinnati. They tried. I would, I they tried to be a media person in one of these, like, sports teams where you get kind of, like, car blanche to kind of, like, talk shit, you know, within guidelines. But yeah. you'd be amazing at that. I would, I would want Actually, nothing you'd more. you'd probably be deleting a lot of stuff. You'd be like, type that, delete, delete, delete. I would, delete, delete, delete. <laughs> and if I had to do it, like, verbally, like, not through, like, Twitter or something like that, I would have so many people mad. That would be my favorite part is, like, I would I would want people, it would start off friendly, and then I would just keep getting people more pissed off till they fucking exploded. Till they pulled a Perry on Winfrey, till they pulled a gun on me. Oh. Um, in July? Yeah, in any <laughs> month. <laughs> I've been known to piss people off in any month of the year. Um, but yeah, so the Browns had a, have a pretty busy week. This Perry and Winfrey shit literally came out this morning. I'm I'm at work and all of a sudden I check Twitter and I just see people saying like, uh, it was Ken Carmen actually who goes, after we just got done talking about how we hope Perry and Winfrey has a great year, he does this. Yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck. What did he do now? And I Googled it. And sure enough, right away. And then Browns didn't waste any time. Within an hour, Perry and Winfrey waved, gone. So that's good. It is what it is. You got to do that. Picked up by someone else. And that's the thing. They said, uh, I forgot who they had on. I think it was uh, Zach Jackson from The Athletic. And he he basically was right away. He's like, I, I wouldn't be surprised. He's a young defensive tackle. He was like a fourth round pick. So he's not some scrub. Uh, he has some potential. He just needs to be on a team. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if the Bengals pick him up, to be honest, because they love getting fucking uh, troubled players. Um, but I could see him going to a team if he goes to like, He'd be good with the Patriots. I was just thinking the Patriots. If Bill yeah. Belichick can get him straight, good, good for you. If you can't, it is what it is. Uh, the the Chiefs like taking guys with a little bit of a checkered pass, and uh, Andy Reid can work with guys. They kind of have a hole at defensive tackle after losing Chris Jones, so not a bad spot for him. I'm no nowhere near comparing Perry and Winfrey to Chris Jones. Let's all pump the brakes. I'm just saying they could use him. Um, so yeah, he's gone. The rookies are in town. The Browns have white helmets. NFL is around the corner. 50 days till and fantasy football. 
yeah, fantasy football is going to be starting soon. Uh, the Browns, I mean, shit, the Browns play a game in a few weeks. We, we play the fucking uh, Hall of Fame game against the Jets. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, and you know what? Fuck it, because this is the bear. We do whatever we want on the show. I'm going to tell you guys when we are going weekly. So today is the 19th. We are off next week. We have a show on the 2nd. We have a show on the 16th. And then we're off on the 23rd to come back on August 30th. And we will be weekly starting August 30th. So talking about balls, we'll be back to weekly. Um, and that's that. And yeah, college football is coming even sooner. Um, beginning of the year for college football is usually kind of boring, though. Like Ohio State will start off against some shit team. Actually, um, their schedule's not. Actually, easy. yeah, they do have a relatively all right schedule this year. But most of the time, everyone starts off. It's, it's pretty much because they don't get a real uh, uh, preseason. So they kind of have to just pick and choose. It's perfect. I'll be out here weekly anyway every Wednesday. Oh, yeah, that'll work out. You're right down the street, too. They're going to start off. The first four games are going to go three and one. Ohio State. Yeah. Oh, they play Notre Dame. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got a feeling Ohio State's going to win by a lot. Um, we'll see. Uh, we shall see. Uh, but yeah, let's talk. Let's go around the NFL a little bit. There's been some news this weekend. DeAndre Hopkins uh, is now going to join the Tennessee Titans. It is official. What a waste. Um, I saw a meme the other day that just said where wide receivers go to die, and I completely <laughs> forgot that they at one point had Randy Moss. Yep. They now have DeAndre Hopkins. I forgot the other two, but they were pretty good wide receivers who went to Tennessee at the end. Oh, Julio Jones was one of them, and there was a there was a fourth. I can't remember who it was, but it basically said Tennessee is where wide receivers are going to die, and that's the truest thing I've seen. I just I was can't like, All imagine right. him having a good year there with Tannehill throwing to you. I just I can't. No, to me, this was a money move. I mean, if you look at it, he's going to make like it's a two year deal worth like twenty six million dollars or something like that. That's that's pretty good money. That's close to Browns Odell. We're never coming close to that. Never. Odell Beckham signed that like $16 million contract, and we were all like, who the fuck would pay that guy that much money? Yeah. 13 mil a year for DeAndre Hopkins is not that far off from Odell Beckham for a guy who hasn't been able to stay healthy, hasn't been able to put up a thousand yards, hasn't been able to play more than like 10 games. Um, and and you don't get you don't get better as you get older as a wide receiver, especially when you're a guy like Hopkins who needed speed. Uh, don't get me wrong, dude can catch just about anything. But being able to get separation, the older you get coming off all these injuries, it's not going to be easy. So, again, we talked about it here for the Browns. I was like, I would take him, but for the right price because we don't really need him. And sure enough. Yeah, I mean, he's out there. You running guys over and killing people. Um, Oh, you mean to Tennessee to die? Did he he played for the Titans? Yeah, I don't even remember that. That makes sense, though, for him because he went to Tennessee to college. So for him, he was like, "Eh, fuck it, I'll go home. Oh no um, no no! Never mind. I'm sorry, I apologize. Did you I, see, uh, I picked the wrong thing. Madden, okay, that makes because I was gonna say I don't remember him being there, so that makes sense. Madden released their top ten position players ratings. Mm-hmm. Do you see the ratings for some of the players? I saw we do have one guy that is the number one positional player. Yes, not who you might think. Yeah, who, well, I know who it is. But. Yeah, many people out there probably assume it was Miles Garrett. Incorrect. Miles Garrett is tied for first um, for defensive ends. Right, he's tied with Bosa. Uh, I think yes. they were both a ninety-eight. Um, they are tied, yes, in 98. And then Nick Chubb, number one running back. He is a 97 overall with Christian McCaffrey at a 96 coming in in second place. Josh so, Jacobs, 95. Yeah, Nick Chubb by himself, though. Derek Henry, Mr. Fall Off the Map Henry, 94. Barkley, just, 93. And what are those top one, two of those top fives have in common? They don't have a fucking contract extension. <laughs> yeah, and they're not happy about it either. Uh, a couple, couple franchise taggers right there. And Saquon Barkley is not happy about that at all. I don't know if you saw his podcast today. I didn't. I didn't see the details. I mean, I just knew his reaction initially. I didn't see what he said today. They straight up asked him. They're like, "How do you feel about this?" And he just goes, 
He goes, I mean, honestly, I just want to tell the Giants, fuck you. He's like, I could, I could not show up. I could tell my teammates, fuck you. Like, I don't, he's like, I gotta, they want me to show my worth. Um, he's like, I could just not come. That'll show my worth. I won't be on the field for you guys. Right. Like he was basically admitting that he's more than likely going to really heavily consider just not playing at all. Um, so it's what is it called a sit in? Is there some kind of new thing that's not a sit out or a, uh, whatever? A, but like you can sit a sit out, you can go practice though, but you're not going to play. Is that what it is? Yeah, there's something like that. I don't know if he would even do that though. For me, I would be like, I'm not even Kareem, showing up. Cream Hunt do that for like three or four games. Where like, no, he straight up was not going to practice, and the Browns were just like, "No, fuck you, we're not trading you." And he showed up to practice. Got it. So what do you think? Do you agree with that? I mean, I mean, is Jacobs going to do a sit out too? Is he gonna or is he going to sign a franchise tag? I think Jacobs will sign the franchise tag pa- and play. Pollard signed the, um, the franchise yeah, tag, right? Yeah, Pollard is not getting a, a long-term contract with the Cowboys. Um, for Josh Jacobs, I would do it because Josh Jacobs was the leading rusher in the NFL last year, but years prior, he had injury history. He wasn't that great. So he had a really good year last year. Saquon Barkley, kind of the same thing. Great rookie year, and then kind of fell off the map because of injuries, and now he's back. He had a really good year last year. I think he was one of the main reasons they were actually a good team. I mean, Danny Dimes didn't really have a great year. Um, well, Barclay, their, their ground attack was really good together. Well, we talked about it last year a lot, is that Barkley would be a must-go-after um, fantasy running back. I got him in a couple leagues, and I got him late. It, because it was a contract year. We yeah. all knew it. Then last year he was going to play. Yes, he was healthy, so he played well, but he's yeah. going to play that extra mile because he's playing for a contract. Right. And now he doesn't get that. And yeah, Adam, I'm with you. Um, Nick Chubb won't be a top running back in, in fantasy because he just, A, I don't think we're going to be as heavily reliant on the run this year because of the offense we're going to be instituting with Deshaun Watson in his full year of taking over the team. Um, and I mean, he might have a really good year. The other thing too is uh, I love Nick Chubb. I'm not nothing against him. Am I crazy or did Nick Chubb lose his explosiveness a little bit last year? <sighs> Nick Chubb, he, he only had like one game and that was against the uh, the Chargers at home where he had like breakaway touchdowns. Yeah. He was known for that years prior. He could break off an 80-yard touchdown, you know, 50-yard touchdown, whatever. He didn't really have that last year. He was just kind of a ground and pound. And a lot of people didn't want to admit that, but they all just bitched about Stefanski. Like he has that slow outside and then breaks off. He just, yeah, it's, yeah, it's almost like he lost a burst because everyone wanted to blame Stefanski for Chubb not getting the ball a thousand times a game, which is absurd. He still, I think, had a career high in touches last he, year. He got it more last year than the year prior. Yeah. We talked about that at the end but of the season. But Browns fans still don't yeah, understand I, that. I don't, I got on me. I was like, I don't think Nick Chubb. Yeah, like, and you look it up. up. I'm like, here are the numbers. He yeah. actually touched it more this year than last year. He just wasn't as effective, and everyone's mad at Stefanski for that. Well, I think across the board, let's just, and this is what I, I texted you talking. I wanted to talk about running yeah, backs. Yeah, absolutely. It's just, I feel like the running back position in, is, in general has just fallen off to the wayside. Like, there, it's not as prominent now. Um, for some of these um, these running backs. I mean, think about it. Dalvin Cook, probably a top five, top six running back, potentially, top seven. He's a free agent. He got yeah. cut. Um, they're not re-signing. Obviously, we talked about we're not re-signing Josh Jacobs, but he's a top three, top four running back. Sure. Um, Barkley, same thing. You know, So all these running backs who you think should be these, these huge um, contract extensions, it's not there anymore. And just over the last two years, just how offenses are ran, the run, and that's the running the back's not as popular anymore. It's a it's a passing league. Yeah. The NFL is a passing league, and running backs are kind of being. Are we? Which camera are we doing? This one. Okay, we're back to the old way. <laughs> um, every week it changes. Uh, but no. So running backs right now they're just they're kind of a dime a dozen. You can find a guy like Zeke. Zeke Elliott had that huge contract yeah. in Dallas. Tony Pollard outperformed him. Yep. You had two years ago when he was actually still pretty good. Nick Chubb making really good money. Kareem Hunt was damn good too. Yeah. Like everyone said Kareem Hunt could be a starter on any team. So you have these running backs that are good, 
but there's no sense in paying them a shitload of money when you can get just about the same type of player for way cheaper. And running back is a position where they wear down a lot faster. So that's something. Do you want to lock up $10, $15 million into a guy who could potentially just get hurt week two, blow his knee out because he's going to take the most right. damage and you lose him for the year. Right. And that's the thing too. It's like, it's, it's, is it the person who's running the ball or is it the offense? The person's running the ball in. It's a mixture of both. I mean, I think Nick Chubb is a damn good running back. No matter the yeah, team. No, absolutely. He does it. He has the benefit of having one of the best offensive lines in football and that helps. Um, same thing with Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley is just a damn good football player. I think he would be successful in any team. Christian McCaffrey, same thing. Great running back. Throw him on San Francisco. What does he do? He's averaging like two touchdowns a game. He's catching the ball. He's running the ball. He's doing great. So some of these guys are just talented, and that's why McCaffrey, Nick Chubb, Derrick Henry for the longest time, these guys are just guys that you just consider the best in the league. However, look at teams with great running backs. Where's the success? Right. And I'm not trying to... Who won the Super Bowl last year? Kansas City Chiefs with Isaac Isaiah Pacheco with a tandem, as their top running back. running back. Yeah, there, right? Yeah. And uh, Jarek McKinnon coming in. I mean, you didn't even need it. They drafted Clyde Edwards-Hilaire a few years ago, and the dude didn't do anything in the Super Bowl. I think he was hurt, if I'm not mistaken, anyway. And they still won the Super Bowl. Yep. It's so it, I'm not knocking Nick Chubb. I'm not saying teams don't need a good running back. If you have a talented running back, that's great. Use him. Get as much out of you can. However... It's not a make or break thing. Like if you look at a team, like who are your top contenders right now for the Super Bowl? Probably would say the Eagles, the Chiefs, you might even say the Bengals. Yeah. Uh, Joe Mixon, not a great running back. He's a good running back, but he's not great. So that that's not a core part of their offense. Chiefs don't have a, a dominant running game. The Eagles, I think they ran for like 25 yards in the Super Bowl. They, they don't run the ball at all. Names to running back, but they're people who are just going to spell off each other. Yeah. They're not going to be the the workhorse, right? They signed them all because they were dirt cheap, and they're going to use running back by committee because they're a team that understands it's a passing league. Right. And that's the thing with the Browns that I don't think Browns fans want to admit right now is Nick Chubb is getting phased out. Nick Chubb is not a pass-catching running back, and the NFL is a passing league. So Nick Chubb's still going to get plenty of touches, but that's a, that's the reason they drafted um, uh, Ford last year, Jerome Ford. Mm. He's a pass-catching running back. They, they want guys that are kind of versatile. Uh, Nick Chubb? Not. So we're going to see what happens. And then exactly, the Bills are a stud running back away. But that's the other thing, too, is are they, though? Because it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to use a running back to run. Uh, the way their offense is set up with Josh Allen, Josh Allen needs to dominate the ball. So I don't even know if a great running back would do much for Buffalo. Um, it would help, but really just... I mean, you could say that the running backs, especially in, like, for example, our offense, right? Sure. Uh, Chubb is used to set up the pass, right? Is to help get someone to buy or bite into the box right and he averages the one great thing he averages like five yards a carry right and that's the so good that's thing huge. Too. So you roll a dice with chubb right you run plays for chubb to get the ball is he going to break through and get a touchdown perfect that's that's a win yeah right? that's what you want but sometimes he might only get the five or six yards but he's going to get fed the ball a couple of times but he's in, in reality you're you're doing that to set up yeah. that eventual deep pass to the pass across the center because and you also the want linebackers a, bought on that, that yeah that uh play action. on a play action and you want the the offense to be set into a very easy third and manageable situation. Yeah. So with a good running back like Nick Chubb, if he rushes on first down for five yards, whatever, let's just say hypothetically you run him twice in a row. He gets three yards in the first rush. He gets five yards in the second rush. You're now facing a fourth and two. Now you are third and two. You kind of have everything at your disposal. Now you can throw the ball on third down and at third and fourth and two, depending on where you're at on the field, go for it. You can go for it. That's a manageable down. So you want these good running games to kind of 
pump and, and just kind of plug away and chip away at some yardage, but you're not necessarily looking but for home runs. If you build a great offensive line and you remove Nick Chubb out of that equation, and again, not bashing Nick Chubb because I love Nick Chubb, yeah. but you could put Ford in there, and Ford probably will kind of still get you to somewhat same production potentially. In a know? game where Nick Chubb missed and Dearness Johnson was the starting running back for the Cleveland Browns, some yards, he it? had a career game against the Denver Broncos, who albeit aren't a great football team at the time, but he had a career game. He went off like a stud star running back yeah. would in the NFL because it's it's a scheme. It's the offensive line. They, yeah. The holes were there. The running back knows where he's supposed to go. It's about finding those holes. Obviously, you got a guy like Trent Richardson who, for whatever reason, <laughs> lost his fucking field vision. And no matter how open the hole was, he couldn't find it. God, some of the best um, still frame pictures ever. And then even you had some, he got better last year, but you had some shots in, in his rookie season of Najee Harris of the Steelers who did the same thing. There would be wide open holes, and he's like, well, I'm going to cut it over here. And then I remember Pittsburgh people were pissed off, and they're like, this fucking guy has no field vision. So running back is just, it's not a prominent position. I think it's been proven over the last 10 years, especially five years, 10 years, however you want to say it, um, that having a top running back just doesn't matter. So that's why Dalvin Cook got released, because the Vikings were like, why the fuck would we pay this guy 15, 20 million, whatever he's making, when we can put that into we could get two better running backs for half that cost. And then we have now another 10 million to spend on a different position. Right. That's just better value for the team. Um, Cause there's no, I don't think there's one team in the NFL that's a running back away. I know Adam's comment. He said the bills, um, but I just, I don't, I don't think the Buffalo bills would be make, it wouldn't make or break them to have a great running back. It would help, but I don't think it's going to put them so over the top. And I'm here to piss off the running, the <laughs> running lates, Adam. That's kind of what I do. So we're, we're, we're now in a position where the running backs are now starting to overvalue their position a little bit. They're starting to overvalue themselves, which yeah. I get it. You want to get the paycheck, right? And, and the other thing too, that I really respect out of them is you want that paycheck because you want that, that, that security because you are playing the most Beat vulnerable yeah, sure. position where yeah. you have the biggest odds to get injured. Um, wide receivers, sure, you get taken out over the middle. Tight ends also. Only if you have Baker thrown to you. Yeah, <laughs> offensive linemen. Uh, you know, a lot of times you see guys get hurt literally just trying to block. They plant their feet, they get pushed the wrong way, their fucking knees give out, or they get rolled up on or something like that. That's dangerous. Those guys get paid very well. Running back touches the ball almost as much as a quarterback in any given game. Yep. Quarterback's going to have, I mean, quarterback obviously handles the ball on every snap. Running back might touch the ball also on half those snaps if you you know depending on how often you use your running game and a couple pe- catches etc. They're very they're well used they're very valued. Um, so the game did change and and they want their money and I understand it because they want that security because would you play a position where you're going to get the shit kicked out of you and you're going to get your knees blown out and you're going to maybe yep. have maybe a five year NFL career at best and then you're done. I would want to make as much money as possible as well. Agree, uh, Gordo. Yeah, games change. Wide receivers, cornerbacks to the sexy positions. It's true. Yeah, I mean, look at how expensive. Put your, money, put your money into the people who get the ball in the end zone quickly. Again, we just talked about it. Odell Beckham is getting $16 million a year, and he is going to have, my guess, a shit season. He's not the player he used to be. DeAndre Hopkins is getting $13 million a year. For what? Because he's a name. Yep. Saquon Barkley legitimately was one of the best running backs in football last year. Josh Jacobs led the league in rushing last year, making him technically the best running back in football. And these guys are like, no, we're not paying you. You're taking the tag. So are they going, so they're going to get franchise tag, right? Is Barkley going to eventually swallow the pride and take a, take the franchise tag or maybe work (sighs) out a lesser deal? Or do you think he's literally going to put his foot down and say, I'm not playing this year. I mean, the giants should just bite the bullet and give him a contract with a good um, signing bonus. Give him a good signing bonus and you can front load the contract. So he's going to make decent money this year. 
and next year. And then if you want to cut him, they could make it to where maybe it's only a two-year deal. Technically, they can release him. No harm, no foul. Won't hurt their cap. So if he does kind of regress, yeah. you just let him go. It's no harm, no foul. I think they could do that. So I don't know. Appease the I player. Know. deal was the franchise tag because I just feel like it's dumb. And that's the other thing too for you these can guys. Make a lot of money off these franchise tags, though. The the running backs As could. Kirk Cousins. The running the running running backs could make nine million a year, almost ten million dollars. That's the that's the current going rate for the salary cap for a running back. Um, however, playing on the cap for a guy like Saquon Barkley with this injury history means if he gets his knee taken out again and he's he fucks his ACL. He's not getting a contract after that. He's a free agent with no prospects for the most part. His career would more than likely be over. That's a dangerous thing to go into. So I would want a long term deal as well. Um, right, read some right. of these yeah. comments. Running back, it's a rookie deal, franchise tag for a year, then draft another running back, rinse and repeat. And that's because I mean that's the that's a running back of running life back. history or, or yeah, true. lifespan is maybe five years, give or take at best, and that's on a good day. Yeah, it's rare you get a running back for as long as Nick Chubb, as long as I mean, Derek Henry. Nick Chubb Henry. got paid. Nick Chubb got a and he accepted it. Like, He's making like ten, fifteen he million a year. Got I think. a better deal if he really wanted to sit out and kind of argue about it, but he took it. You know, he wanted the he got his money. He's yeah. He's got a security blanket now, right? So and I agree with that, Adam. How do you pay Danny Dimes and not Saquon? Because if you look at it on paper, Saquon's a better player for that team. I think he he means more to them than Danny Dimes. Um. But quarterbacks are taking precedent. Quarterbacks yep. get ridiculous contracts nowadays. I don't understand it. Running backs just don't. Plus, um, you're also paying a quarterback slash running back with Danny Dimes because that that motherfucker runs. Yeah, and that's lot. the other thing too. But I also think that you lose a lot of that at that that running game without Saquon Barkley in New York. Sure. I think Saquon Barkley is going to help open things up for them. Who's the backup running back to Barkley? Off the top of my head, I really don't even know. And that says something That's, about that yeah, team. Right. Yeah, that probably speaks volumes. Other teams, it's like, okay, they cut Dalvin Cook. Ooh, they have Alexander Kareem, Madison. Kareem Hunt's sitting out there. Dalvin Cook's sitting out there. Do you think they go after one of those guys? Kareem Hunt's inching towards 30 years old, and he's not the same player. That's why he's a free agent right now. That's why Zeke isn't signed, because these guys are like, why the fuck would I take a 30-year-old running back who's going to want 5 to $8 million or whatever the fuck when I could just sign this undrafted free agent who's pretty damn good, and, and he's going to play for $500,000? Yeah. Like, it's a no-brainer. What's up, Steve? What's up, Steve? Yeah, dude. Uh, I, you, I made you guys, that same comment. You guys probably can't read it. Uh, Taylor made, Taylor made hat. I got a polo on specifically because of golf. Um, I'm a new man. Here I am golfing. It's kind of weird. Justin, they don't call me Justin the golf god, George, for nothing. You know Ooh, what I mean? Don't say golf god. You know, he might hear you. He might come in here. Who? Oh, that's what. That's what. Uh, so that's what. Uh, uh, Robert calls himself. Oh, you know what? I remember him putting that in the comment <laughs> the one day. Um, I'll, I'll battle Robert for the golf god name if Oof, I have to. Is he good? He's getting better. Okay, hey, that's fair. So am I. So am I, Robert. He just uh, he just got under 100 for the first time. Oh, hey, congratulations. I haven't done that yet. I mean, I've only golfed four times, and I've only golfed 18 once, but still, that's all uh, right. They say Hunt lost his step. Yeah, I mean, he lost his step last year. Yeah, and that's why these aging running backs are free agents. That's why Zeke is not, uh, he hasn't signed with anybody. Um, Dalvin Cook hasn't signed with anybody, right? No, Dalvin Cook's out there. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, Dalvin they, Cook's a free agent. Zeke's a free they, agent. They could go out there and sign Dalvin Cook. Yeah. How funny would that be, though? Because, you know, all these running backs coming to the defense of Barkley saying, I stand with you, pay the yeah. man, pay the man. And Cook's like, I'll take that money. I'll come play with you. Well, that's the thing, too, though, with Dalvin Cook is, he, is he's probably going to want some damn good money that yeah. if they're not willing to pay Saquon, they're not going to pay Dalvin Cook because he's another guy. I don't, I don't Great know. when healthy. Uh, there's a burp. Injury history. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure Cook will be signed, but it'll probably be after training camp or maybe middle of training camp yeah. when someone gets hurt or something. They don't, they're not, they don't trust the running system. I mean, that's one thing too is like, uh, as a Ohio fan, Ohio State fan, technically, um, bringing in Zeke for the Browns right now was like, why not? A little bit of depth at running back, but then at the same time, it's kind of like, 
Why do that? Because he's going to then turn into a fan favorite. Fans are going to be calling radio stations every day about oh, how yeah. Saqu- or yeah. how Zeke needs to split time with Nick Chubb. And then if Nick Chubb has a bad game in week one, they're going to be like, I think Zeke should get the carries. Like, it's not worth the headache. So that's why they're like, fuck it. We're going with Jerome Ford. We're going with these no-name running backs that we have. Like, maybe... I'm excited for Jerome Ford. I, I, I am mean, too. He's going to get a lot of touches this year. I was excited to watch him last year, but he didn't do much last year, obviously. But Yeah, I think Cook to Miami was kind of like the worst kept secret when he first got released, but it's more so a matter of them figuring out how to um, make it work. Cause I don't even know what their cap situation is in Miami, but it's gotta be a fucking disaster. Cause they have just traded for so many different players and they didn't give a fuck about draft picks. So their salary caps got to be abysmal. I'd have to take a look. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, that's just the way the NFL works. NFL stands for not for long. And that is showing its true self. Austin Eckler is another running back. That's not healthy or not happy out there in, in Los Angeles. You got these guys who are damn good and they feel like they're irreplaceable, but these teams are basically saying, fuck you. Yeah, you are. Ford is the future. I agree. I so we'll see what happens going forward, but that is the current state of the running back uh, situation in the NFL. Um, while we're here, we were talking with Ebony earlier, who uh, her husband Grape, is no longer with us um, at Redline Radio. He's still alive. I said that all sad. Jesus, here we I'm like, he's go. no longer with us. No, he's 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 doing well. I see him on, on social media all day, every day. Um, but his new show will be starting up Nick Gilbert again. on another on another channel. I'm, I am not Nick Gilberting Grape. Like, let's just start that, throw that out there. Um, however, Grape used to be with Redline Radio, but for the time being, we still have, and I wouldn't say for the time being, for right now, I mean, and forever, we have not just that show on Friday night, but we also have shows every night of the week um you can check them out on redline radio i was going to go through on a different day but we can start with that so of course as tim just mentioned on friday nights feel free to check out from eight to ten exclusively on redline radio you have there we go friday nights we're gonna get that figured out one day um saturday mornings you've got unscripted slide the button over here just so you can yeah i could do yeah i'll put it under here like a bank vault um (laughs) On Saturday mornings, you've got Unscripted with Dave, sometimes Adam, sometimes Chipper, sometimes Kenny Kidd, always Timbuktu, uh, I think, right? You're always a producer there? Or no, no. no. Actually, Adam. You were just filling in. That's right. Okay. Um, So you never know who you're going to find on that show, Unscripted. I know Dave... (laughs) Dave wants me to be there. I feel um, like we should always preface our ad reads with ad reads so people go to the bathroom and come back after ad reads. No, I don't like that. I want everybody to... Nobody's allowed to go to the bathroom if I don't go to the bathroom. Nope. Okay, that's how it Take is. Take your phone to the bathroom with you like we a grown adult. We are an equal opportunity show, which means if I don't piss, if Tim and Kyle don't piss, you don't piss. Yeah, I've pissed already to run through over here. Kyle actually started wearing diapers a couple weeks ago. He turned 40 and now he just gotta, doesn't give a shit anymore. Through, man. Pride is through. out the window. Um, but Saturday mornings, you can catch Unscripted from 10 to 12 exclusively on Redline Radio. And later in the day, you've got TMI, too much information from 6 to 8. You've got Comedy and Cocktails with Jen Jen from 8.30 to 9.30, and that rounds out your Saturday night. Who doesn't like to end their Saturday night with a cocktail? Do it with some comedy as well, and you've got a great show. Um, on Sundays, coming soon, you've got the Steel City Running Lates. They should be starting at 10 to 12, but they're never known for punctuality, so check them out this year. And then you've got Loud and Local with Jeff at 7.30 to 9.30. He's always playing the tunes. He's got all these bands I've never heard of, and he spins some songs, and it's like, oh, shit, that's actually not bad. He's setting up concerts. He's doing this and that. He is a busy man. He is the rock and roll version of Grape, in my opinion. Always doing something. On Mondays, you've got Church Boy. What's his show called? It's not up on the board yet, because why would it? Church Boy's Fellowship. 
Church Boys Fellowship from seven to nine. It's up there. You can't see it. It's written in pencil. Oh, it's written in white. It's it's got the Browns helmet. It's white on white. I can't see it. <laughs> it was the blackening. Yeah. Not in July. He'll he'll play that on his show next week. It's, it seems like a fun game. If I'm being honest, I knew a couple of the answers. Um, what's the uh, what's the time of the of, like of the show? Nobody watches Friends. <laughs> yeah, that's seven my first. Nine. thought was I, I don't know how many black people are on Friends. I never watched it. I would have nailed that question. Um, seven to nine. Check it out. Church Boy Fellowship. He is new to Redline Radio. Go give him a welcome. And tell him talking about ball sent you and Tim Buck Two sent you as well. On Tuesday, speaking of the man, the myth, the legend, Tim Buck Tuesdays, catch him always from six to eight. Um, just you never know what he's gonna do. He had a birthday episode yesterday. Um, sometimes he has like fucking six guests where like his window looks like the Brady Bunch uh intro. There's just people everywhere. You don't know who's with who. They're all just looking down at each other, smiling at all that shit. Um, you got uh, live and local with Gary Wenner from six to ten, spinning the tunes, Broad Street South eight to nine on Wednesdays. Of course, you've got talking about balls seven to nine, and hopefully coming soon is, is she's coming back. Is there a date yet set? Uh, no date. Um, I don't. I don't she's know. still recovering. We don't know what's yeah. going on with what's up in the. We don't know what's up in the two one six. That's all I can say. But when it comes back, it'll be from nine thirty to eleven thirty. That's up, all I Dub? can tell you. Um, hey, what's up, Dub? And speaking of Dub, how fucking perfect is all wow, this? And then on time. Thursdays, speaking of Dub, that guy Dub from three to four. He had Grape on a couple weeks ago. That episode was fucking awesome. Um, love seeing that. Dub's always doing great interviews. So check that show out from three to four p.m. Or check it out whenever. If you can't watch it live, because I can't. I'm at work when it starts. So I usually come home and turn it on. Um, but you've also got Thursday nights. You've got Lex Vegas from seven to eight. Thursdays are for the culture on Redline Radio Studio One. On Studio 2, you've got Broad Street South from 8 to 9, and then exclusively on Redline Radio, LLC. Don't miss. Tim? I need that. I, I, forgot, he the button. Say, I we, forgot he had a second show. We need the button. Dave, need Dave, button we got to make some adjustments in this studio. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so that's everything you can check out on Redline Radio on any given week. Always check it out. If you don't watch it live, you can always watch it back at another time. You can still comment. You can still tell people. You can still share. It's all free. It's all easy. It's just like your mom. Just do it. I Go can, on social media. I can tell you just went to Cedar Point with how you got into the ad read role a little bit there. With the, We're going to take you up uh, 255 feet. We're dropping an angle. Thank you for watching America's <laughs> Rock and Roller Coast. Um, Welcome back, riders. How was your ride today? Ah! They actually don't do that as much no, anymore. No, that's like, dumb. That's all. Or about. maybe they do, and I just drown it out. It's a bunch of little fucking teenagers that's now a, just running so everything. Well, do, 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 do they do clear her all thumbs up? And they still do the thumbs up. Clear. I all love right, doing cool. that. And I always, I, I wore a hat and they were always like, oh, you got to put your hat in your shirt. So I'm just like, okay, no problem. And then I would just take it. I would tuck it in my arm and then I'd buckle and I'd sit there like this. And then they're like, all right, clear. And as soon as we get out of the thing, I just pull my hat on, hold it. Oh, yeah. like, I hold my hat. I'm a fucking adult. Well, I have think hands. They think your hat's going to fall off and decapitate a baby probably. So I did see a guy's hat fly off. He wore it on the millennium trying to be cool what and like had it on backwards and it, or maybe the Maverick. I don't remember which one. And it just fucking flew off his head. And I saw, and I saw him like holding his head. He's like, oh, what the fuck? And it was just an idiot. I mean just how it goes um exactly dub cost you nothing to support great content so that's it just go out there and share again i ask everybody that's my new thing is go on go on youtube let's get some youtube views let's get some if you're gonna watch it on facebook what the fuck's the difference you lazy assholes go on youtube you click one button it takes you 10 seconds and then again as i showed you earlier i feel like i'm vanna white you can back out of the app and i'm on twitter right now boom i got twitter on in the background and i got talking about balls playing at the bottom Boom. Look at how awesome that is. You can scroll around. You can do all that shit. Was Facebook. That some, was that some naked boobs that popped up on there? What are you watching on Twitter? Probably, actually. Nice. Uh, no, it was actually a concert. Twitter is definitely Pornhub. Yeah, Twitter is oh. getting dirty. Um, Twitter's got some stuff. So that's it. what I'm here for. Um, but yeah, just share shit. Tell a friend. It's easy to do that. That's all we ask. Watch watch our show on YouTube, Facebook. I don't give a fuck where you're watching. I'm just asking well, you to watch on YouTube. Speaking of uh, installing a uh, button over here so you can you know, politely 
beep out certain things we can't say in the show. Uh, one company they could probably do that for us is Wiggins Construction Home Improvement. Uh, they do bathrooms, kitchens, so. windows, door siding, and install buttons at a table anytime you want to for residentials or commercial businesses. Call Will today at 440-731-7654. Tell them that Team Redline sent you. Hi, Will. This is Justin Georgia talking about balls. Can you come install that beep button for me? Oh, where am I? I'm at the one and only Studio Number 2, Growing Wings Adult Services. They're the official sponsor of the State of the Art Studio 2. Growing Wings Adult Service has over seven years of experience taking care of adults with disabilities. For more information, call Lisa, 234-334-7547. That was, that was excellent. That you was, like that? that Thank amazing. you, guys. Thank you so much. That was amazing. <laughs> so Justin and I talked before the show started about potentially doing some, you know, kind of polos for next year for some golf organizations out there. Um, but if you want to go today and make a shirt, have anything written on it, make something that says, you know, Justin's golf god or whatever he wants to do in his shirt. He can go to Incredible Keepsakes. It's going to be very aggressive. Whatever <laughs> I get on my shirt, it's going to be very angry and just funny for me, and it's going to piss people off, and that's all I care about. Well, I know that Diane can make that shirt for you if you wanted it to. T-shirts, cups, binders, keychains, polos, golf polos, whatever you want, you name it. Incredible Keepsakes can make it and customize it for you. Uh, they're the official merchandise provider for Redline Radio LLC. They just made those cool camo hats uh, last week. I saw. I think. Yeah, Dave had camo hats and camo T-shirts. Yeah. So he's he can he looks like Rambo. <laughs> he you does. can't even see. Him. I think he walked in. I didn't even notice. Yeah, he's hiding in the corner. Camouflage. Right uh, give her a call today at four four zero two four two nine six four eight, or go to the website at www.incrediblekeepsakes.com. And as Diane would say, Tim, what did she say? Memories are made to last forever. Boom. Cherished moments are meant to last, right. right? Put Tim yeah, in the spotlight. I think, yeah, whatever. We got it. Close, close enough. <laughs> this isn't a test. It doesn't have to be accurate. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm going to definitely get a very aggressive polo with like some sort of golf god on it. And I'm going to go out there and suck. I'm going to have like so one of the high scores. Go challenge Robert to a 1v1. I might. I mean, we're going to have our own I'm little. Here, I'm uh, here for it. Like the thing that the NFL guys did against Steph Curry. It's going to be me versus Robert for the name of golf god. But Oof, assuming like we do that, the only one thing I hope that doesn't happen is I hope I don't crash and burn. And if I do, oh, God. I can just go buy something to, to memorize or to commemorate that, and that would be a Dale Earnhardt Sr. Pit Road Diecast. And where do you go for that? You go to Pit Road Diecast, specializing in all current and past NASCAR die, diecast and model car kits, includes, including the one and only Up in Flames Dale Earnhardt. Uh, for all your diecast needs, call 216-335-2347. Mention Redline Radio and receive 10% off your in-store purchase. Um bring a lighter and set a car on fire like Dale Earnhardt and they will charge you for it. I learned that the hard way. They will make you pay, um, but it's worth it. Go do it. I know after that crash happened and Dale Earnhardt died, a lot of people drowned in their sorrows and beer, probably drink Bud Light, Budweiser, Coors Light, High Life, whatever. But you know, one place you can go to get all those beers and more Mike's beer bar over in Pittsburgh, right across the street from PNC park for you baseball fans out there. Uh, formerly known as Beerhead Bar is a premier craft beer destination in Pittsburgh with 80 rotating taps and over 500 beers. You are sure to find the perfect beer to, you know, cry if you want to, talk to your friends, hit on some random chick, talk to your cousin, take her out on a date later that night. Stop in today. Make sure you tell your friends that you meet me at Mike's. And if you go to Mike's, if the Guardians happen to be in town, make sure you bring a glove because you might catch a home run because we were hitting some fucking bombs yesterday. Yeah, they were. Uh, we're going out of order. I'm going to talk Guardians now, Tim, That just because I think that's a good segue there. But the Guardians were on a fucking roll yesterday um, and the day today. before. They lost today. It happens. I mean, you can't expect to win them all, but two out of three is how you make the playoffs in Major League Baseball. That's how you do it. Um, my one gripe today, though, and I love Tito Francona, Yeah, but if I may, if I can have one complaint of something he just, did that just I don't like. One, just, just one. one. Why the fuck did Josh Naylor not play today? Josh Naylor has been our hottest bat in the lineup. Did not play today. And now you might be thinking, well, baseball players play a lot of baseball, so he gives, give him the day off. We're off tomorrow. 
He needed two days off in a row. You yeah. couldn't just fucking let him play today. And he is, then he is on a roll. Lately. He's been killing. It. I mean, yesterday alone, he had uh, two home runs, six RBI, and we beat the shit out of the Pirates. He had, what, three, four hits too. Yeah, and yeah. I think he had a home run the day before, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So he's he's been on a tear and did not play. Why I don't know. I, I have no idea. Um, uh, he came time, in. And, he time, came in. Time and management. So. He was a pinch hitter at one point today. But for me, I just look at that and I'm like, we need him deep in the playoffs. Rest him early. But he he gets he gets to rest tomorrow. They're fucking <laughs> off tomorrow. That's what I didn't understand. Uh, the two day thing. I mean, I guess whatever. Do I think Josh Naylor today would have helped us win? You never know. Um, but still, it was just weird to me. Why would you sit the guy who's so, the hottest bat in the lineup when we're, we're, we have an off day? We're in July. And now we're playing typical Guardians baseball. Right? This is where we're going to run away with the division. And here it goes. We're we're in July. It's it's, it's warm outside. Our team's warmed up. We're we're good to go. Now we're going to start winning these series back to back to back to back like we're on a roll right now doing. And here we go. Now we're going to come out of July going playoffs or nothing. And then August is going to come. And towards the end of August, September hits. September, what happens in September? We start doing slumps again. Mm -hmm. And then we kind of stumble our way into an October playoff. And we all know how it goes. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Sorry. The, the one thing about October so baseball. Much optimism. <laughs> the one thing with October baseball with the Guardians is that they do give you hope. I mean, oh, yeah, we sure. should have beaten the, the Yankees last year. Um, we should have won the World Series in 2016. You know, a lot of coulda, woulda, shouldas, but there are things that there are slight optimism. Should have made it back there in 2017, too. Correct. Yeah, a lot of things the Guardians should have done, could have done, would have done. They haven't happened, but a little bit of optimism. I'm excited. Looking forward to the, the future. The Guardians only been here for two years. That's true. This Guardian, this Listen, Guardian team doesn't have a deep history. Shut your hole, sir. Yeah, all Indians history are gone out they're the still, window. They're still the Indians to me. Ooh, discount tickets for Pittsburgh or for Guardian and Pittsburgh Pirates games. Get with Dub. I didn't know that. Hell yeah. Go to Dub if you want some tickets to some games, everybody. I would do that. Let's do a talking about balls night at the ballpark. Yes. Um speaking of home run derbies, like the Guardians were putting on yesterday. All right, good stuff, Dub. The home run derby and the all-star game happened last week in Seattle. How much of it all did you watch? So I watched I watched most of the most home run derby. Of the home run derby because I was actually in I was in Fort Wayne. I watched this much of the All Star game. I turned the All Star game on for about two minutes. Happened to be right after Jose Ramirez hit that double. Yeah, and then the next batter, I think it was uh, Ad Adley Rushman. Oh, I take that back. He I, he flied out, and then I was just like, okay. I watched. It. I turned I the watched, game off. I watched Sounds the good, end of the All Star game because I watched it right when Jose came up to bat. Okay, at the end of it, and that was it. Because I was again, I was out of town, but I caught, but I did watch the home run derby. Um. I, it was a great home run derby. I thought it was fun. They, no doubt about it. Oh, fuck. We talked about this. They juiced <laughs> Julio Rodriguez's balls. That dude is on a fucking roll. Uh, what do I say, Tim? Pause. Is that what the kids say? Pause when you say something pause. like that? Uh, you gotta say pause, granddad. No, I don't care about saying pause. Um, I think Julio Rodriguez, they they juiced his, his balls for the home run derby. No questions about it. Hometown kid fucking puts on a clinic in that first round. And then doesn't even come close to having that kind of round again. So, and this is a year where Julio Rodriguez has had a down year. Yeah, he 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 hit like wow, he was out of there. But here's my here's my thought: we need to get rid of the current format of the home run derby. We need to go back to the ten outs. We need to go back to admiring um, the long bomb shots that they're putting yes. out of the park. We need to have the Chris Bermans of the world. Not the, I know he's not going to do it, but the back 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 gone. Yeah, watching the, it fly out of the ballpark. That that. Unfortunately, that's gone. Chris Berman's probably like not long for this earth. But, but so. Don't saying, say it. But, but don't what, say <laughs> it. 
I got, I got to switch it to somebody other than great. But what I'm saying great, though Tim. is, I don't want, I don't, I don't like this time thing. I want to go back to admiring these these long ass home runs that these these people are hitting. Agreed. Because you you don't have time to watch it. You don't have time. to. No, it's just like it's uh, just time after time. My after favorite shot. part was that kid getting fucking. I was just gonna say that and, move, and the remove face. the fucking kids out of the outfield. Oh my god, that kid got blasted in that the fucking kid face. Got, did he see okay? By the way, do we know? Yeah, apparently, if it's real, I didn't, I didn't go, I didn't do any further detail on it. I just saw a guy comment on it and said he's from Cleveland. Actually, ironically, and this oh, guy's like, "That's is. that was my son," was Tim, and he said he's fine. Tim, Nick Gilbert they threw him out there and just had him stand up there. For and him. he he catches like Nick Gilbert. <laughs> he didn't even bother getting a glove up. Oh, man, he took that right to the fucking face. Yeah, my God, I watched yeah, it from so every let's angle. Let's get rid of the kids. Let's get rid of the kids. Put some like teenagers. They, they should just go back. But there, the whatever. problem is that. Everyone wants to see a guy hit 50 home runs now because it's it's all about just as many as you can hit. That's you why they're doing still, the time limit. People can still hit 50 home runs. Right. Th- that's the other thing too is yeah, there's no time limit. You can but, watch better pitches come in. But the other the the one main thing though is that that takes away Major League Baseball controlling it. Yeah. They can control. They know when it's just about when it's going to end if everyone only has this amount of time. They have a general idea of how long the show is going to be. If you have it where it's only 10 outs, like I could go up there and hit fucking twenty five home runs with and, and then get ten outs, and that could take like a fucking hour. So I kind of understand it because you could sit up there and just take a bunch of pitches. Like this one doesn't look good. Like there were balls from uh, Pete Alonso's pitcher that he was like fucking throwing him sliders, oh, and Pete Alonso couldn't hit home runs with him because he was fucking up the pitches. So in in if there was no time limit, Pete Alonso would just take all those and be like, I, I get him down the middle. I think the last two years or three years I've said it, that we need to go back to the old format. I think this year is the first time I've seen people kind of start talking more about it because yeah. it's, I mean, every, I'm over those, this all new the, format. All those Rodriguez home runs, you had no time to even see any of them go out. No, you just, the camera pan and you back to the pitch. Even back with uh, pitch. Luis Robert, he hit a bunch of fucking bombs and they were like, Oh my God, effortless. Look at how far that's going. Yeah, and it's and you, like, and I can't, can't see how far see it's it. going because I'm looking at him batting right now. I'm, I'm watching I, I just him hope baseball, ground one I hope out. Baseball changes back last year. Did you see the other rumor that they're talking about? No, hit me. The Legends home run. Oh, yeah, I did hear about that. Ken, Ken Griffey Jr. kind of talked about that I'm, doing uh, I'm actually, Legends home run derby. I would be derby. pretty excited about that. Tommy said Tommy came out and said he'd be in. He for was it. one that talked about it. Ortiz I would watch it. Ortiz said he came out. He'd be part of if he wanted to. If he, if they let him, you know, David Ortiz, I'd watch that. You know, make it, I would watch it in a second. Make it before the home run derby. He had to bring four, um, you know, geriatric fucks out there. Let's see if they still got it in their system. You know what I mean? Put Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa out there again. And see what happens. <laughs> I, I would love that, honestly. That would be fucking amazing. I would watch the shit out of that. Sammy Sosa is far from the blackening now. Yeah, no, fucking. <laughs> we get to watch vampire Sammy Sosa out there. I would love that. He can only come out when the sun's out, though. Yeah, I, I would absolutely watch the uh, Griffey, Tommy, Ortiz, and one other person. Put Alex Rodriguez out there, too. I'm sure he's still got a little pop in his back. 100% he does. I would love that. I, I would watch the shit out of that. That would be, to me, more entertaining than the, the, the pro one. The pro one gets boring after a while. It absolutely um, and yeah, Steve, I agree completely with the Guardians. Uh, they, they invest way too much in pitching. I think uh, I didn't make a note of this, but I did want to talk about it. And I forgot. By the time we do our next episode, I think the trade deadline will Two have weeks. passed. Yeah. So is Shane Bieber a Guardian during our next recording? Yes, I think this injury is going to fu- is fucked. Is uh... I don't think it's a real injury. Oh, you think so? oh, really? They pulled him because they don't want him to get hurt, so they can trade him. This was one of those. We're not going to let you pitch because if God forbid you do something to your elbow, we can't oh, trade you. Conspiracy. It's, it happens all the time. Look at in like in basketball. So you think they're not going to have him miss his next start, which would roll right up into the second almost. And I mean, the way he's been it's, pitching, would you say miss his next start? I'm not missing shit. I'm, I'm okay with him not pitching. I got it. It's true. But it, it just makes sense because they do it in basketball all the time where all of a sudden a guy might be getting traded and they're like, so-and-so is not playing tonight. And you're kind of like, hmm, I wonder if he's getting dealt. So what do we get for him, you think? 
Uh, it depends on who we trade him to. Honestly, that makes or breaks the what decision. Are we, what are we um, looking for, I guess? We're looking for a bat, right? We should be. The The key is, are you looking for, are you trading him to a team that really could just use a stud pitcher? Because if he can get his shit together, he's a stud pitcher. I don't think he can, though. If he can't do it with Carl Willis and the Guardians pitching staff, um, coaches, he's not going to do it anywhere else. Um, but basically, I think a team's going to need to give up a, a everyday kind of player. Yeah. If you're a contender, because I or I mean, the Guardians are the Guardians. The Guardians could say, fuck it. We have these young guys. We have Gavin Williams now up. We have Tanner Bybee, who's pitching well uh, in the playoffs. We're probably only going to run a three man rotation. Give me a fucking give me some prospects. You, I could you, see them doing that. You you want to talk about the, the Otani thing? You want to bring it up? I'm sure I'm sure you're itching to say something. I mean, who's his, who is he so excited <laughs> to play with in the All-Star game? Jose, Jose Ramirez. Ramirez. He said they, they interviewed him and they said on your team and, and with the All-Stars, who are you most excited to see to play with and to watch and all that? And he said, Jose Ramirez right off the rip. So, I mean, I don't know whether smoke or fire. We have this new owner who's in town. Um, we're going to have our, a big off season. We're going to have him wanting to put his dick down on the table and show everybody how much money he's got. Bringing in Shohei Otani does that. That's all I'm saying. Do I think we trade for him? No fucking chance in the off season. Will the guardians actually try to go after him in free agency? Yes. Will they come up probably a hundred million dollars short, maybe more. <laughs> yes, very much so. But a for effort, they're going to try. They are going to try. That's oh, like man. that's like you've got the the rich kid in class who goes to the Scholastic Book Fair with like a hundred dollars, and then you've got poor little Timmy who scraped by and got a dollar fifty. And he's I like, always totally Timmy. I, used to, I used to hate. They're that both shit, just man. as excited to go to the book fair, but one kid's coming out with a lot more Lamborghini posters than poor little Timmy. Oh, man, poor I, little Timmy I, can only buy like eight eraser tops, while this kid's walking out with fucking goosebumps. I used books, to walk posters. out. I used to walk out with the the eraser tops, a little uh, pencil pencil holder. I bought and, everything, and, and I'd always have a book like a book thing too. A what bookmark, they, yeah, bookmark. But I never had a book to put it in. Okay, that's fair. Because I didn't have any money. I used to, I loved getting money for the book fair, and I just <laughs> fucking blew it on dumb shit that I don't have anymore. All like, it was worth like calendars and shit like that. You never calendars. Really I would buy like fucking mugs and shit. Like I bought anything. That was the best day. Like they open it up like a little thing. Yeah, and like around. everything was so expensive. But as a kid, I didn't give a fuck. Goosebumps like, was yep, a big thing. Let's back do it. Then. I would buy goosebumps books. Yes, I bought it all. Oh, nostalgia. Wasted so back. much money on that fucking shit. Um, but yeah, no. I mean, wishful thinking. I would love Otani here in Cleveland again. I think we could afford him if you realistically look at how much money the Dolans rake in bringing in Shohei Otani to put him in the corner outfield to let him pitch would be an amazing get for this team. It would be something that could legitimately put us over the top to be a winning uh, a World Series contender. Um, I, I strike while the iron's hot. Tito's not getting any younger. That's my biggest worry right now is this team is glued together by Tito. Yeah. And there's going to be one day where Tito can no longer do it, and that's going to be A, a sad day, and B, I think it's going to be a huge demise for the Guardians, and I, I'm worried about that. So do it. Uh, again, we got this new owner. I forgot his name, like Balzer or something like that. I, I forgot his name. Does He's he a, have more money than the Dolans? No, he doesn't. Uh, yeah. The Dolans are fucking loaded, so don't get me wrong. They they act poor, but they are worth so much money. Um, Wasn't I think, there a picture one day of the, of what's his face flying in like a uh, coach, one of the Dolan brothers? I wouldn't doubt it. There's because <laughs> don't forget the other Dolan uh, cousin or whatever is the one that owns the the Knicks. Knicks. Yeah. So they've got a lot of money in that family. Um, yeah, I think they're. T- the Guardians owner Dolans are worth like six million or six billion, and this new partial owner is worth like three billion or something oh, like that. Oh, only three billion? Only yeah, three. he's fucking poor. But I mean, again, put that shit together. Give Shohei Otani a billion dollar contract, and let's fucking go. <laughs> let's go to the World what, Series. What, does he? Does he get what kind of contract do you think he gets? Biggest in baseball history, no ever. questions asked. Biggest ever, and it's going to be one big enough that you may never see it again. 
Uh, Cardinals are looking for pitching, and they would give the Guardians the best return from their farm. I agree with that. That's something, I mean... We do it, a lot of trades with the Cardinals. Yeah, it, it really is hard to determine what you're going to get, because I see a lot of people say that. Like, if you if you propose a baseball trade on, like, Twitter, you get angry baseball fans who come back and go, what would you get for them? And it's like, well, you either get a shitload of prospects, yeah. maybe a couple utility players, day-to-day players, but, like, it's really hard to predict. It just depends on the team, because there's some teams don't have a good farm system, so you have to get a today player, other teams have great farm systems where you go, we'll trade him to this this team because they're going to give us these prospects who we think are fucking great. So and what are we it kidding? really is some, hard some to predict. prospects turn out extremely well. And you could get a prospect or two that are guys that you've never heard of who are in the minors, but maybe they're ready to come up, but the team that they're with has a, like has a better yeah, player up yeah. in the in the pros. So you go, well, we'll take this guy from your minors, and we're going to make him a day one starter as soon as he gets to Cleveland. They, they could do something like that. So... Keep your eyes peeled. I think, gun to my head, Shane Bieber is not a Cleveland Guardian by the next time we record. Okay, August 2nd. That's when we're calling back. it. Um, it just makes too much sense to get rid of him now. We don't hold on to him. Everything in his his career is, is going down. Greg talked about it on the show. I've talked about it with Steve before. Um, velocity, break, like everything that you look for statistically, analytically for a pitcher, his shit is on the decline. And you don't get better so from it's, that. It's a prime trade spot now. Yeah, get get rid of him now, or else you're really going to not get a good return next year. So I think you have to. Um, one thing I did want to talk about really quickly that we skipped over on um, that's my fault um, about the NFL. If you could throw that that NFL logo back up, Tim, I apologize for backtracking. But the New York Jets were officially named the representative for Hard Knocks. Oh, yeah. How do we feel about that? Are we happy? Are we excited? 100% they're doing it because Aaron Rodgers oh, is going to put ex- asses in the seats. I think it was expected, right? Yeah, when when the list came out of the eligible teams, I think the, the Jets made the most sense because the teams that are eligible aren't allowed to pick. They're they're not allowed to say no. So if the NFL says you're fucking doing it, you're doing it. Well, um, well, the Brown, Browns are on that list, right? They were eligible, weren't they? No, they were not one of these teams. Um, I forgot how it works, but they, they, were, they, they narrowed it down to like six different teams to do it. And the Browns weren't on that final list. Interesting. Okay. I think we could have done it, but no, no, because we've we'd done it within like a certain time frame. I think you're allowed to say oh, no. Okay. Um, yeah. So yeah, the Jets, the Jets are doing did it. it. Whereas when Sanchez was there, I think so. Last time they did yeah, it. they did it with Rex Ryan. Mark Sanchez was all fucking weird. And um, I'm, I'm excited because I, Rex Ryan admitted he had a foot fetish or something. I think he yeah. did that on that show. I we get to see. I don't think we've ever seen Aaron Rodgers on Hard Knocks before. He, they never did with the Packers. I don't think. No, no, the Packers um, so were never on it. I'm curious to see what happens. It's going to be interesting to see um, Wilson's reaction because I'm sure they're probably going to film his reaction and him getting traded to the Jets. Uh, Rogers getting traded to the Jets and see that dynamic in the locker room. So yeah, I'm I'm curious to see how it is. I'll watch it. And the other good thing too is my buddies are the diehard Jets fans who actually shout are out they, to Brian. Are they excited? Uh, not really. Uh, they don't care. Um, in, in this day and age. They know everything about your team. You have social media. You can already see like inside the locker room, yeah, like shit yeah, like that. True. So it's, I mean, they're, they're going to watch it. They're fired up to an extent. Uh, shout out to Brian, my buddy. He was in town over the weekend from New York. Um, I went to Cedar Point with him and shit. We did a lot of drinking. Uh, I talked to him actually this specific question. I said, are you excited for the Jets and Hard Knocks? And he's like, well, I'll watch it, whatever. It's, you know, he's like some years there's shitty teams that I don't care and I don't really watch. He's like the Jets. I'll watch because it's the Jets, but I'm not going to, he's not going to learn anything new. Right. Like, you know who Aaron Rodgers is as a person kind of. Maybe this gives him a better image because he is kind of known for being a dick. He does the ayahuasca shit. He's a weird dude. Um, maybe he's able to kind of fix his image. He did the whole like COVID shit where he lied about being vaccinated and like, you know, 
whatever. He gets a bad image. A lot of people hate Aaron Rodgers. The drama with the requesting a trade, people hate him for. Yeah. So again, maybe this fixes his image. Maybe. I'm curious to see who I think Amazon follows this year because they've done it now two years in a row. They did the Cardinals yeah. and the Colts. Yeah, and they do a really good job with that show. I'm, so I'm, I'm curious, curious to see who they, see they follow. And I've never, I haven't seen anywhere announced yet who they're following. But. No, the, I haven't either. And that's one where if the Browns end up getting that because they do it in the season, yeah, that would I would fun. like to see that. Because again, with Hard Knocks, you're going to get you don't know how much a player is going to be focused. Like Aaron Rodgers could tell them like, I don't really want to be a focus on the show and they're going to have to respect that. He's not going to give them anything for the camera. They're always going to follow some fucking undrafted guy that you've never heard of. A couple veterans who are kind of on the bubble. Like they always do that. It's a bunch of guys you don't really know. So with hard knocks, I'm not that excited. I'll watch it so I can talk shit to my buddies. Um, but I would expect it to be people you don't really know. They, they always do that. Uh, and a little bit of good players in the background. That's the other thing, too, with the Jets is the Jets have a decent roster on paper. They don't really have any great household names. Like if you ask a casual football fan to name you like five Jets players, most of them probably can't. Mm-hmm. Like you got Sauce Gardner, who might be kind of a featured guy, Garrett Wilson, Aaron Rodgers. And then that's about it. The rest of the roster is a bunch of guys that I know because my friends are Jets fans. But common football fans, there's a lot of who the fuck is this guy? I didn't even know he was on their team. So. We'll see what happens. I'm kind of excited. I like Hard Knocks. I'll watch it regardless of the team um, and go from there. Like last year was the Lions. I remember I came in talking shit about Dan Campbell and I was like, this guy's a fucking hack and he goes out and almost makes the playoffs and they're they're a very heavy favorite from people in Vegas, at least betting um, to be the representative of the NFC. They're like the second highest uh, bet on team behind the Eagles. Oh, really? From what I read. Yeah, they have the second second highest uh, bets placed on them. Or something like that, I believe. Oh, fuck you, Probably also because they're such a long shot that people are like, fuck it, I'll throw money on the Lions because God forbid if they do it, that's good money. So it's a weird thing, but that's how Vegas works. It doesn't necessarily mean it's who people actually think are going to do it. Anytime you have to put the money on a uh, Go- Jared Goff, I just don't see it happening. No but. chance. No way. He fucking lucked out in making a Super Bowl with the Rams because of Sean McVay. Uh, doing it with the Lions, not so fast. I don't see it. Um Congratulations to the Cleveland Cavaliers or the the skeleton crew, if you will. They are the Las Vegas Summer League champions. Is this like winning preseason in football? Or does this actually mean something more? This, to me, means something a little bit more because in, in preseason football, you're playing against a bunch of guys who most of them are going to be unemployed next week. Yeah. Whereas the summer league team, most of these guys will be playing for the Cleveland Cavalier, the Cleveland Charge, the G League team. So it was actually coached by the G League head coach. I forgot his name off the top of my head. Um, but he was the head coach of this Cavaliers summer team, not JB Bickerstaff. Yeah. All the players from the actual Cavaliers, for the most part, were there in Vegas supporting their teammates, Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland, etc. I'm sure Evan Mobley was there supporting his brother, who ended up Isaiah uh, Mobley ended up winning. Um, the MVP, the MVP for the summer league. That's awesome. Um, Imani Bates in the middle there actually didn't look terrible, but again, take it with a grain of salt. You played up against a bunch of guys who are going to be playing in the G League. Almost nobody they played against for the most part will be in the actual NBA it this shows. year. You, so. got, you got some young talent on your team. You know, you no, you some- do, and that's the one good thing is if, if God forbid, if there's a tournament in front of you, win it. They were talking about it on the radio today or yesterday with uh, the Ken Carmen show, and so they were saying like, you could knock it, but at the same time. If the NBA is going to put on this tournament and they're going to crown a champion and give you a trophy and a ring, go get it. So what do you think about the mid-season tournament next year? Don't like it. I think it's kind of stupid. The NBA season is long as fuck. 
Um, I don't really think there's How a many, reason is it just to. Just a one week thing, or is that just? I don't even know off the top of my head. I'd have to look up all the details. But it's like it's like it goes on when you don't even know it's going on, right? Because yeah. it's it's like a tournament they just put in the middle. Yeah, and you play your regular season games. Yeah, and then you, so are they trying to put more emphasis on the middle of the season games. Yeah, I th- I forgot exactly. They're doing it. it, it I, if I'm not mistaken, I, again, I have to look it all up. I don't know all the details off the top, off the top of my head, but I believe they're doing it in some form and f- some form or fashion of a way to get players to not be um, to not rest. They're trying to prevent like rest days and shit like that. They're trying to make games more meaningful. Yeah, and um, I don't know. I just think the NBA should shorten the season a little bit. That would be their number one thing to fix. However. It's hard to do that because you have guys going after records. And I do agree that it would be kind of shitty if you have a guy that's like, I want to average so so many points or do whatever. You you might need a certain amount of games to set an all-time scoring record, hit an all-time threes in a season record. And if you go from a hundred or I'm sorry, if you go from 82 games to 62 games, those 20 games are huge. Yeah, that's gonna yeah. take away from what a guy can do. Um and plus it, it fucks they, with contracts. They also contracts, make a lot of money. I mean. That too. But but there are things in contracts of like, okay, if you hit, you know, 100 threes, if you're a guy who doesn't hit a lot of threes and you take away those 20 games, that's going to hurt his odds of making that. You're going to have to renegotiate contracts. It's like a whole fucking thing yeah. that I doubt the NBA will ever do because all they care about is money. So they're not going to take so games away. Middle season, that's why they're adding games. The entire season is in the middle part of the season is going to be built around this bracket then. It's, that's I think so, if I'm not there. mistaken. And they're, they're, they're basically trying to incorporate a way to get for guys not to rest. Interesting. Um. The Cavs will have to get plenty of rest in one game for them this year when they travel to <laughs> Paris to take on the uh, Brooklyn Nets. I almost called them New Jersey. It's but out of nowhere with that, by the way. It is official. The Cavaliers will be taking on the Brooklyn Nets in a game in Paris, France. Thoughts, so I, Tim? Thoughts? I looked it up. Wee oui, wee. Oui. I, I, I was wondering why Paris, and I look it up, and I guess France is the most drafted country outside of the United States yep. for NBA players. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the NBA will disqualify players in the postseason for for postseason accolades if they don't play a certain amount of games, which they always should. Yeah, makes sense. Um, I don't know what is this a new thing? Is Paris this is the first time we're doing Paris games? They've done I mean, overseas not, games. But NBA. Yeah, no, like last year the NBA played a game. I think it was in France also because I, I remember I I bet a lot of money on the Bulls and they won me money. Um, are they just trying to expand in the France? Are we trying yeah. to get the NFL does and try to get? It, they want to go everywhere. The NBA knows how popular they are in in other countries, so they just want to throw a game here or there, just like the NFL does, because it's going to sell out and it's going to market them. It's going to get players to be more well known worldwide. Uh, they're just trying to expand the brand a little bit. Um, and yeah, I think it was I think it was in France, if I'm not mistaken. The Bulls played somebody in France last year. I forgot the team, but I remember betting was it on France it. France or Tokyo. Was it Tokyo? Uh, Maybe it was. It was some. It was overseas somewhere. I forgot. But they did play a game where I remember I was at work, and the game started at like fucking three p.m. So I got home from work and I was watching the game while they're playing overseas. So they went somewhere. Maybe they're going to do like once a year, or a couple times a year. They go to different countries. Just they're trying start. to go to different countries. I yeah, think, I feel like uh, South Africa was on there some at one point. I wouldn't doubt if eventually um, the NBA is like every team's going to have to play a game in another country. Is this yeah. our first foothold to try to get um, a, a team over in Europe? No, no, they would never. Same thing with the NFL. Like uh, a lot of people ask, like eventually, are they going to have a team in like England? No way. Because if I'm a young kid and I get drafted, I'm not trying to become a millionaire first round pick living in fucking England. I'm going to be like, nope, I'm refusing to play there. Trade me. I'm not moving that far away. I'm not traveling for away games. Like it's just the the logistics don't make sense. Is there an NFL team in Canada? Mm -mm. Yeah. Closest thing is Buffalo. 
Yeah, so I don't I don't think NFL would do. I'm surprised that. they haven't moved to Canada yet or Mexico they, yet. They probably will. I mean, they 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 have Buffalo play games in Canada and it does really well. They play games in Mexico City. Um, so eventually that's when they could because you're still in the same like time zone and everything. It's not that big of a deal. Um, I mean, there's a Toronto baseball team, Toronto basketball team. So playing and living in Toronto is not that bad or Canada, I should say. They used to be the Vancouver Grizzlies. So there are teams that have been um, in other countries. Technically, I just don't know if the NFL see, will do I it. See, I don't see NFL doing it. It's it's America. It's America's sport. I think so, too. Um, they kind of want to keep it that way. That's yeah. why they're like, here, we'll give you a little treat. We'll play in Canada for a game or we'll play in Mexico for a game. Yeah. But we're not staying here permanently. Everybody like football is not in the Olympics. Yeah, like, exactly. Because America would fucking dominate that. It wouldn't even be close. <laughs> I'd, I'd watch the shit out of it. But I God, don't know. Rugby, damn. dude. Could I don't you, know. Could you imagine a bunch of like uh, American football players going against a bunch of Chinese football players? I would. <laughs> I would pay such good money to watch that. I would fucking. It would be like American gladiators going up against like the fucking math squad. <laughs> um, so the height difference is like this. I would love it. Um. I know Tim said he's got two things for two tips. Uh, tip, just a tip. I've got one. Kyle's got one, and we've got some stuff we can talk about at the end of the episode. So let's get right into just a tip, just to make sure we have time for that because we're punctual. We are punctual. Tim's got this new job. We want to make sure Tim gets home and gets some rest. I got to go to bed. Kyle's got to go to bed. I got to go home and dream about golf. So we're gonna go ahead and get into just a tip. But before we do that, uh, Tim, if you happen to have that picture uh, from earlier, I, I sent you uh, friend of show Steve Baylog there. He's got his fundraiser uh, golf outing coming up. If you could throw that up there. Um, so I'll open it up on my end so you f- to read it all for you guys that can't see it at home. Um, but I got you on. I got you on better. Oh, you do? Yeah, he sent me that one. I, I, don't, I, I didn't think the quality was the greatest no, on I'm that. Just put them all, I'm just blowing them up a little bit. Oh, okay, perfect. Thank you. So, yeah, he's got a fundraiser coming up. In a few weeks, it's coming up. It's the Eric Kratke Memorial Scholarship. It is a four-person scramble golf outing Saturday, August 19th, 2023 at Mallard Creek Golf Club uh, in Columbia Station. Registration begins at 8 a.m. Shotgun start, 9 a.m. Rain or shine. $100 a person, $400 a team. It includes 18 holes, a cart, domestic beer, practice range balls, lunch at the turn, a post-golf dinner, and dinner-only option is available for $40 if you don't golf, so you can talk to Steve and do that. Uh, skins twenty dollars team fifty fifty twenty dollars a team fifty fifty raffle fifty fifty raffle and many other prizes. Uh, deadline to register is Saturday, July twenty second. So that is this Saturday. Um, get in touch with Steve again. Hundred dollars a player. Um, you can email Steve at erickratkeygolf at gmail dot com. There is a K at at the end of Eric and Kratke is also spelled with a K. So Eric Kratke with K's golf at gmail dot com or Aaron Elliott at aaron.elliot.com, literally Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, as you would expect, Elliot, at joann.com, J-O-A-N-N.com. Give them a shout, join it, do it. It's for a great cause. If you can't make it, at least donate. Uh, Steve is looking for people. I know uh, talking about balls will be represented on the course. We are going to have a hole sponsored. We're going to sponsor a hole for talking about balls. (laughs) Yeah, we are. Uh, I, I talked to Dave from Redline. Dave said he's going to sponsor a hole for Redline. Nice. So, um, good if cause. You want, it's a great cause. It's a hundred dollars a hole. I think Steve said he had a few available. My wife's going to sponsor a hole for her hair salon. So, if you guys want, if there's any available, I'll talk with Steve. Uh, make sure you get in touch with him again. That's a hundred dollars a hole. You're going to have a sign up right on the hole all day. He'll send you pictures of it and all that jazz. Um, really good cause. So do it. It's a great thing. 
Steve lost a friend to cancer, so they decided to honor him by doing this fundraiser. And the fundraiser money goes to a kid going to college to help pay for their school. Great cause. Um, so do it. Do it to it. Do it to it. I would, we would have been there, but of course we have do one. It. I, I, yeah, we have a wedding that day. I'm in the wedding, so it's not like one I can't go. This is, when is it? August what? I think this is the day of the wedding. Yeah, it's the 19th. 14th, 19th, yeah, we have a wedding. Yep. <clears throat> 19th. So yeah, the week before this, we'll be at the bachelor party weekend, the day of the show. We will be golfing that week. Um, or the day of the event, I should say. I will be in the wedding. So unfortunately, I can't make it. I would love to be there. Especially now that I'm a golf god. Oh, geez. That would be <laughs> ideal for me to be there. No problem, Steve. Um, again, registration ends this Saturday, the 22nd. Um, but you still have a little bit of time if you want to sponsor a hole. So get in touch with me. Get in touch with Steve. Um if you want to sponsor a whole, if you have a business, anything, I actually reached out to the groom of the wedding we're going to on that day. And that son of a bitch hasn't texted me back. And I said, Hey, do you guys want to sponsor a whole? And this was about a week ago. And that fuck hasn't texted me. So it is what it is. We'll see what happens. But without further ado, we will get to just the tip. I think Tim Buck is ready for at least one of his tips for the day. He's got multiple tips. Give us your tip. Tim. He's got a stiff shaft and he's got a flex shaft. <laughs> he's going to talk about <laughs> does, it, does it start out as a flex? Shaft oh, perfect. Steve's ex- Steve is extending the registration to August 5th. So you guys will have another week. Awesome. So another two weeks actually. So get on that. Hey, well in two weeks, uh, actually in one week, uh, it will be a comedy show as you guys probably know i do for my tips all the time hadn't heard <laughs> um but this one is the it's the talk your shit uh or talk your sh- <laughs> i like that team slave versus team silly uh dj i'll just call him dj his name is dj brown johnson but i just say dj <laughs> this is the horniest show we've ever had i think <laughs> and, and key silly so team slave versus team silly we have no idea who the teams are but I will be a part of one of those teams along with Marco Torres, Trey Coles, um, Ratchet Pete, Marla uh, Massey, Ebony Timberlake, Chevy, Terrell, Lamont 330. Like we And it's a roast. So, you now, know. Is it, are they like drafting? Yes. Oh, dude, that's it fucking is, cool. That's awesome. Draft. Uh, I, I love that. Team I will be on. Um, I will just be there. And uh, yeah. It's I'm I'm coming different. Um, you know, the last couple of roasts they did were were good. They're hilarious. Uh, but um We won't have a show again before this event. So if you guys go, let's make sure Tim's the number one pick. So when you get there, you better be cheering. <laughs> I don't know. Some hitters on this list, man. The Chevy Terrell. Um I'm on DraftKings right now, Tim. You're the favorite to be the number one pick. <laughs> All right, there we go. <laughs> Minus two thousand. Yeah. <laughs> I, I set the odds, but still you're the favorite to go number one. <laughs> Um, I think it's going to be a great show. It's $15 at the door, $10 uh, before. Um, this is, like I said, it's next Friday. Um, it is uh, at 8 o'clock at Lucy's Pub. Uh, they don't have a kitchen, I think, or something like that. I'm not sure. Why is it every time we talk about <laughs> Lucy's Pub, yeah, they goes are, away? They are going through some shit right now. Um, they make tacos, to my knowledge. They make tacos. Okay, they can still do that? Okay. Yeah, they do make tacos, to my knowledge. You just might not um, be able to wash your hands afterwards. Basically. That's so pretty bring much. a lot of napkins. That's probably where it's at. Um, I am about to start DJing there. Uh, so I uh, saw they were looking for a Friday night DJ. That's going to be you? Yeah, it's going to be me. Hell yeah. Check that out. Tim will be up there singing fucking... Uh, Fuck you by CeeLo. Uh, I could do that too. Fuck you. 
That's your go-to song every time I've seen you with a mic in your hand. So I just hope you sing that. <laughs> I, at Lucy's Pub, I have to sing that. Michelle makes me sing it every time. Okay, that's probably so, why, because that's the only place I've ever seen you sing it at, and it's every time we've yeah. been there you have. So that's I fitting. Sing it at Kyle's. Oh, yeah, you did. That's right. That's a classic. You do I, it so well, too. I don't remember anything that you did in my house. I think I remember Do you up, remember introducing me? Up to that point. <laughs> yeah. He probably doesn't, Tim, nope. honestly. Yeah, it was so funny. He was like, hey, guys. Shut up. He's funny as fuck. He said it so many times. He's funny as fuck, guys. Yeah, it was it was funny as fuck. Probably huh? your best intro you've ever gotten. <laughs> I'm just should, like, I, should, I should be your not like 100% hype man every time you go somewhere. <laughs> I'll bring you on stage. Just so telling everyone to shut there, up and like, just going, he's funny as fuck. Shut up. <laughs> as many times as he said, I'm funny as fuck. I hope I'm funny, guys. It's literally yeah, everybody. Tim's like, fuck, I got big shoes to fill, dude. He's really hyping me up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess it went well, but you don't remember. So, you know, maybe it didn't go well. Right. Uh, I guess I got to do it again. Hey, I, I didn't hear any complaints about you. So true. Hey, there we go. Um, the, the guy that was supposed to be the only black guy in the movie was upset. <laughs> yeah, he was like another black guy. He couldn't believe it. Oh, Robert. Yeah. <laughs> He's hilarious. Man. He was in disbelief. He's like two two black people. This can't He's like, be. I do comedy too. Like <laughs> look at look at this basement. There should not be two black people here. This doesn't make sense. <laughs> I was like the fact that you think like that lets me know it's how like, black you, you really like are. Spider- <laughs> right. You talking about like the Spider Man point age? He's like <laughs> right. huh. It's like Highlander. There can only be one. They're right. getting ready to fight. <laughs> but come out, have a good time. Um, you know, it's, it's definitely going to be a good time. I like Lucy's because they at least have uh, reasonable prices as far Absolutely. as the drinks goes. So, you know, come out, have a good time. Well, I promise you, you will not be upset. Um, and then since, you know, I can't have another tip the next week, even though this is the very next day, uh, this is called... Sink or Swim Showcase. Um, it is a music showcase that I am hosting um, the very next day. It starts at 10 o'clock. Um, I, the price is $10 at the door. Uh, it's at the Double R Studio, which I have never been there. What up, Cinnabon? That's my Cinnabon right there. She was on the show yesterday. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, well, she wasn't on the show, but she was on the show. Like, you could hear her. Right. You could see her. Uh, <laughs> um, it's at the Double R Studios. Uh, three six seven. I'm sorry, three six two seven Payne Avenue. I hope that's a seven because I really yeah. I mean, it it. <laughs> it almost looks like the the only host on Friday nights here at Redline made that flyer. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's all I'll oh, say on my that matter. Dear Lord, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but I, gonna, I can make out ten dollars at the door. Ten dollars at the door. Scotty Way presents Sink or Swim. Um, and since I'm the host, I am the the lifeguard of the show. Uh, so if you are sinking, uh, just grab onto me. I will be a flotation device. And you, you can't read it, but it is in July. So just go there every day <laughs> until the show. It's the 29th. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's the very next day. That Saturday is the 29th. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. Said next time I'm going to show face. Bet we want to see your face, girl. <laughs> we want to see your face. But that's all I got, man. Um, Beautiful. Man, Check two, it out. Support Tim. Shows, man. Seriously, who the fuck designed that poster? I have no idea. Yeah, that's a rough um, one. I'm not gonna lie to you. That's uh, it's we like gotta... clear lettering and like white outline, white letters background. over white picture background. Like yeah. it's just like it's it's in July. You literally got to go there every day and just hope for the best. It's I some... agreed to the show a while ago. And... No, it's all right. <laughs> hey, hey, people, everyone starts somewhere. They got to learn. They'll get better. That's how I look at it. Always wow. have faith. For the show. Wow. Uh, right. And that brings us to Kyle, who's My really going to bring the room down and talk about Nazis. <laughs> Does it bring the room down, though? Come on. <laughs> Who doesn't get excited about Nazis? He says the Holocaust was a scam. It didn't really happen. Never happened. <laughs> Just so anyways, uh, been in a huge World War II kind of kick lately. 
Um, all because um, whatchamacallit Oppenheimer comes out this weekend. I'm Very excited for that. I've heard pumped, great things. Pretty pumped to go watch that. Tim um, cannot wait to see Barbie. If you want to watch something, that's going to sidetrack, but there's a thing on Peacock. It's uh, it's a little backstory uh, about Oppenheimer, the entire thing he went through, pre-bomb and post-bomb shit. So it gives like a nice history of Oppenheimer. I, I think I would probably want to watch that after I saw the movie. No, you want to watch it before. Kind of, you think? Yeah, I think okay. so. Because it kind of gives you like the really what, you know, what realistically is going through and then you can okay. compare it to the movie. But uh, anyway, so uh, World War II, Nazis. Yes, big thing. So this book, there's a there's a author um brad and Meltzer. um i don't know if you watch back in the day used to have this uh the name sounds very familiar he used to have a show on history channel called defunct or whatever or and he'd go through like history moments maybe that's yeah the yeah, name sounds really familiar yeah he'd go through history moments and talk about if it was true or not what happened but he has a shit ton of books out there um so i, I pick up a book every once in a while of his and read it and this is the nazi conspiracy so obviously it's backed by world war ii uh, on the cover, you can tell that's Stalin, that's FDR, and that's Churchill in the far right there. Um, it, it, this one focuses around a plot from the Nazis that they intercepted um, wiretaps or whatever you want to say that the three of them were going to have a meeting in our Iran during uh, World War II to come together to talk about the D-Day invasion. And they were going to attempt to murder them or kidnap them, whatever they wanted to do. Um, but it really tells a deep backstory of how everyone kind of came up through the Nazi rank, you know, how some of the issues FDR was having with Churchill, how Stalin kept on pushing us off and pushing us off and pushing it off and never wanted to really meet. Um, it really talks in deep details of their their relationships between the three of them, uh, the Nazi conspiracy, some of the spies, how we knew some of the stuff that they were doing, that we knew that they knew that we were doing certain things. Some of the cloak and dagger, we would do something that was fake over here to kind of draw their direction away from what was actually happening. Uh, if you like history like I do, this is a book worth reading. Um, I really got into it. Um, so it, it made me jump right into a different book. Now I'm, watching, I'm reading a book called Killing the SS, which talks about post-World War II um, and how there's Nazi hunters going after SS members who are going into hiding after World War II. How it's like Inglorious Bastards. Basically, yeah. how, they, how they found them, how they brought them to justice and shit like that. So um, I recommend it if you like reading. It's not a quick read. <laughs> it's like 800 pages. That'll happen. But it's a great book, though. And he has a, he has an entire series of different books out there, some fiction, some nonfiction like this. So um, I, I, I've only read the nonfiction books. I like the history, kind of history lessons a little bit. Sure. Um, but yeah, it's, it's worth it. Pick it up if you want to. Give it a read. Check it out. Um, mine is, of course, a horror movie. Went to the theaters, so I had to go see it. And it was one of my favorite franchises. So I saw Insidious The Red Door. I saw that, um, uh, not on opening night, but that that weekend. Um, really enjoyed it. Uh, it brings back the original characters from the first and second movie. It brings back that family. Uh, Patrick Wilson, Rose Byrne. They actually brought, I think it's 10 years after, uh, the the kids from the original movie yeah. are grown up and they put them back in the movie. So they didn't even replace the kids. Um, it was really cool. Basically, without spoiling anything, the if you've seen the first two movies, they start this one off with explaining how the two people that went into the um, the fucking like the the place with the ghosts. I forgot yeah. the further it's called in the yeah. movie. Uh, the people that went into the further, they got their memories erased. So they don't remember that happening. And then the kid goes to school and they both kind of, he goes to college and they both, the dad and the kid start having like visions that are like bringing them back. And they're like, what the fuck is happening? Why am I having this like vision? And everything kind of unravels of what happened while they were in the further. And they kind of get reintroduced to the further. Um, 
and they need to figure it out and get it to stop because bad shit happens when you're involved in the further. And right. this is no different. This goes right back into the same exact spot they were in before with dealing with the same issues and demons and stuff like that. And really well done. If you watch the original two and you like that, like those, and you'll like this one, it just, it went right along with the story. Uh, I loved it. I really good, was a big fan. Story. Yeah, sure. I liked it a lot. I thought it was a really cool premise, the way they were able to bring back the families and explain everything. There were no like major plot holes. Uh, I think they did a really good job. So check it out. Uh, good jump scares. Big time. Tara kept jumping to the point where I look at her and I was like, are you fucking done? Like, stop. <laughs> like her whole body would like jump out of her chair. Uh, but they had really good jump scares. Um, if you, Again, if you like the original, you'll like this one. It was really good. So check it out. Insidious, the red door. Um, that's going to do it for us for this week. We are back in two weeks to talk to you all. I, I like this not really planning shit. Like I, I, I talk about what we had. It's nice, ain't it? We but had. when we start the show off with just bullshitting about our weeks and like what we did, it's talking fun. about I like TV it. shows. I like talking it a lot. about stuff. I mean, yeah. we we had. I thought it was a, yeah. I Hopefully, like in two weeks we in can, July. Yes, in in two weeks it'll be August, and we are going to do a full rundown on the blackening. So I want everybody at home, <laughs> everybody to watch that fucking movie. We're going to talk about it. I'm gonna try to find it. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you a link. I'll tell you where I found it. Um, we'll talk about it. But until then, thank you, Steve. Appreciate everybody for watching and especially using YouTube. Uh, until next time, on behalf of Talking About Balls, from now on, I want you to put an equal amount of blueberries in each muffin. Thank you, everybody. We'll talk to you in two weeks. <laughs>